Are you sure we did already have that one? Yeah, I thought we might have done. <laughs> Hello, Internet. It's the Soundcast. I'm doing a bit because Dan isn't here. I'm here, Zachary Bernus. Rob's here. He's got to his seat. Rob Kemp. Yeah, I'm sat down. And in the middle, we've got Richard Kemp. Because Dan isn't here. <laughs> yeah. And we require to have three people on this podcast. Also, you should normally point out what day it is. Ah, oh, okay. Sunday, the 22nd <laughs> of November. Also, I don't actually know. So that's <laughs> Days are immaterial to Zach. Yeah. They, just, they just pass. Time, time is irrelevant. I knew it was Sunday. <laughs> Unlike one other person in this house. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is very true. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Sunday demon. <laughs> I was trying to think how long it's been since we've had Kippers on the show. Quite a while. Probably since the last Call of Duty came out. <laughs> probably. It's probably since Ghosts, I think. Yeah, probably I the last think, two, actually. Yeah. I think last time we were on the show was when Ghosts came out. and Ghosts? Really? Yeah. And we also had Jam on that show, I think. Yeah. And there's the outtake of you two saying, well, what are we going to talk about? And you're like, well, let's talk about COD. Great! <laughs> how is everyone this fine Sunday evening? Lovely. 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 Much been happening in the two years since I've been on the show, Kippers. Um, <laughs> Apart from being mildly sick. Mildly sick. Um, yeah. yeah. Lots of games came out in that time, I think. Yeah, quite a few. It's been a few games. What about... <laughs> Come back to the microphone, please stop talking again. Yeah, hang on. What about you, Zoe? Any kitchen bitching? Uh, like, what? Kitchen bitching? This, 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 this is becoming, <laughs> becoming a regular theme. There's kitchen bitching. Or alternatively, if things have gone well for Zach in the kitchen, then it's the bitching kitchen. Oh, right. I see. Uh, well, the kettle got cleaned, mysteriously. <laughs> what do you mean, mysteriously? <laughs> well, after it had been cleaned for so long that I thought we, it was deliberately getting left in order for it to fail so we could buy a new one, it then got cleaned. <laughs> hey, I, I cleaned the kettle this week. Did you? Yeah. Did it immediately fill with lights again, again, as your kettle seems to do? You know what, in fairness, like, one sachet obviously wasn't enough. <laughs> well, obviously it wasn't for the kettle in my house either, because there's still, like, a huge ring of lights around it. But that, like, that's so hot encrusted on there, that's never going to come off. Yeah, I did try, like, I had to adjust my plan after a while. It's like, no, this doesn't seem to have got it. And it's like, well, for the harder scale, it says, like, well, just, you know, boil Put it up again. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, it did say that, but it's like, no, I'm not like, I'm not that, I'm a bit frugal. <laughs> We've got light scale removed. Yeah, <laughs> Let's just top it up a little bit so that, like, to raise the water level over the extra rim of crust that seems to have just been pushed up as the rest of it cleared and just boil that off. And it's like, that helped a little bit. Good. But, but then, like, the worst bit was then rinsing it out, like, a million times. Yeah. every time you did it, it's like, oh, there's still stuff coming out. And so then, how, where is all this extra stuff just hanging about? It's like, I've just put a whole ton of water in, poured it out, and then it's like... Oh, that'll be fine, right? Let's do it again. Well, your kettle it just keeps going. is really bad at getting stuff out of it anyway. Yeah, I don't know where it gets stuck. It's like, because we haven't got the filter anymore. There's like a rim around the top bit, isn't there? Because it, like, it, the metal curves back in yeah, on itself. I guess. And that's yeah. what catches it. Bits of plastic hanging out. Yeah. Just just chilling. It's all badly designed. There's quite a lot of plastic in there. I don't know what the point of it is. No. It's like just sort of random bits of armature. It looks like Forerunner architecture. That's what it is. <laughs> just Obviously, inside your kettle. Inside my kettle, yeah. I've got, I've got a very uh, precursed kettle. They knew what they were doing. Coffee was a thing, even then. Clearly. So uh, so when you say mysteriously, like, did, were, there, were there some kind of runes surrounding the, uh, the kettle? Well, it happened that I didn't notice it until I came to make another cup of tea and unlike usually when it happens the first cup of tea that I made didn't taste weird which is normally what happens with those descaling <laughs> fluids that just means improper rinse 
Well, partially, but there's only so much you can rinse it. Or is it that you've got used to the flavour of lime scale? Also, we've got weird tea now, which tastes weird. The first cup of that I had just tasted like I was drinking like a cup of corn flour, and I was like, well, this is weird. What, so like custard without the flavour? Yeah. And I was like, this is kind of gross, but, you know, after you drink two or three cups of that, you just get used to it. And then when you, it's only when you switch between two different types of tea after having drunk like a month's worth of the same tea, you're like, well, this is weird. And then in two days, you just don't notice. <laughs> you're done. You've adapted. It's like toothpaste. <laughs> that is like toothpaste, actually. Yeah, switching to a new toothpaste is the weirdest thing. Like that one night, you're just like, Ugh. and then the second night, you're like, yeah, this is absolutely fine. Especially like bicarbonate of like switching from the like cheap deal Colgate to uh, bicarbonate of soda based proper toothpaste. Hardcore toothpaste. Yeah. Have you, have you been to the dentist recently? That's the other important question for the podcast <laughs> for continuity. Well, to maintain my level of <laughs> uh, what is now twelve years. No, <laughs> twelve years. I haven't been to the dentist in twelve years. Damn. <laughs> I didn't go this year though because I missed my appointment. Oh. <laughs> and how did that happen? Well, I thought it was a different day to what it was. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, it's annoying when you have to remember dentist appointments because it's like, remember to go to this place at this time in six months. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. just like have they like, give you a little card with the date on from the dentist now. So I just wedge that into my computer speaker so it's like in my field of view, just at the bottom corner of my mind. Here's the date for your next dentist appointment, so you'll at least see it probably every day. <laughs> You'd think, given all this, that we're surrounded by technology and that, you know, Windows 10 now has proper calendar built in and, like, you know, phones and shit with all my life schedules on it, that this stuff would get easier, right? It never does. It's always like I have to think about, like, whenever someone asks, oh, what are we doing this weekend? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to have to ask no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that's not necessarily, like, forgetting things that are going to happen. That's, like, not being told things are going to happen. <laughs> In fairness, she does tell me a lot of things. I just, ha- I just, have, things. I just have a memory like a sieve. And I well, don't it's because you don't immediately put them into your calendar. Hey, like, well, Noam was like saying, I heard that. And it's like, no, actually, I was back and go up there. And she tells me things. <laughs> just see, this is what I put up with. <laughs> Compliments being treated as insults. Damn it. <laughs> a faint sound of raspberries. <laughs> So, is that it? Just tea, tea mysteries? Yeah, I guess that's it. The pheasant still remains to be not seen. No. It just disappeared. For those joining the show, Zach had a uh, one-week adventure with a pheasant. <laughs> We've talked about that two last two weeks. I know. Or two fortnights, month. Whatever. The Kippers wouldn't have heard it. He doesn't listen. <laughs> no. <laughs> not regularly, anyway. Pheasant action. How is Dylan? Fat. Yep, as always. The fattest kitty. Yeah. Still licking plastic bags? Oh, yes. He loves these plastic bags. Has he found anything else to lick? Now he... Blinds. Now he, he licks the blinds. Blinds? Yeah. <laughs> now you have to spend money every time you want him to lick a plastic bag. I know. Five <laughs> P a lick, Dylan. Wait, does, does he lick a plastic bag hard enough to, like, sort of literally tear I, it apart? I doubt it. <laughs> it's like, such an abrasive tongue that it eventually wears down the plastic. It's quite an abrasive tongue. That 5P plastic bag thing, every time I go to goes to the shop and then I just go to the self-checkout and you have to put in how many bags you've used yourself and it's like yeah. that is just not <laughs> that's not going to happen yeah, not that I ever don't have a bag with me because I just bring the one that's always in my car <laughs> it's like the, 
The only way that would ever work, right, is if the self-checkout sort of announced really loudly how many bags you picked, <laughs> and then that the attendant who may or may not be actually wandering around near the tills will have to, like, can examine you. Or, can, or they could just, like... Well, I guess that wouldn't actually work either. I was going to say they could print a barcode on the plastic bag, so you just scan the plastic bag, but then you could just not scan it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't actually prevent you from stealing it. That's effectively what, like, Lidl does. Have you ever been to Lidl? Like, they have, they have like... No, all the bags are like under the checkout, a bit like a Pizza Hut buffet. Right. <laughs> you have to like pick the bags out that you're going to use from there, and they do scan them in. I think they like make you pay for them, and all like paper bags, like they don't do plastic bags. I think apart from perhaps black for life variants, you shouldn't have to pay for plastic uh, paper bags. Surely that's the whole point. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering, but yeah, there's Pizza Hut buffet of bags. <laughs> This is plastic. The Dylan Pizza Hut buffet. Plastic speaking, toppings. Speaking of which, personal planning. I've got several several Mondays and Tuesdays off for the next few weeks. Yep, so we're gonna have to totally do a Pizza Hut buffet. I'm off a week. Sweet. Boom. Oh, maybe maybe this is a plan for me. As much plan as we ever get. Yeah, Pizza Hut buffet. It's gotta be done. What about Star Wars? Have you made any more attempts at a plan for that? Well, well there's in the new one. Or... Yeah, going to see that. Well, I yes, there's the other ones. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> not. Well, I probably have, but I don't remember a single thing that happens in them, apart from the Death Star blows up. Shit. Apart from Wookiees and shit. <laughs> the Death Star blows up. That's probably important. The Ewoks. Yep. Yeah, I bet they're planning these new films so you really don't need to know any of that stuff. Like, I'm sure you'll gain stuff because of, like, oh, look, Harrison Ford's doing stuff. Yeah. And so, the, you know, there's the and whole... Wookiees and shit. <laughs> and Wookiees and shit. So there's the whole fan... What do they call it? Service. Fan service. service, that's it, yeah. It's the whole fan service aspect, but I, I really hope they're designing these films to kind of stand on their own. Well, it does seem like it's... I don't know, it seems like they're trying to reboot again, because it's like in the, the original three films, it's like the Jedis are extinct, so Luke Skywalker has to be the only Jedi, and Darth Vader is the only Sith, I guess, and then they fight, and it's like, that's fine. But then in this new one, it's like, now Luke Skywalker is sort of old and retired, so here's a new singular Jedi, and somehow a new singular Sith guy turns up with Darth Vader's helmet, I guess. In fairness, yeah, I guess they don't but you know necessarily... But you know what they always say in the Star Wars universe about Sith? There's always two of them. Even if you kill one of them, another one just comes. Is that, is that really what they say? Yeah, it's always a master and an apprentice. Yeah, okay. And if you kill one of them, another one just... Someone else just turns up to replace that slot. So I'm assuming in this in case, the dark like, side of the is, is, is Luke going to be the Yoda? I guess. You reckon? Like, I don't know how it, long they'll spend with the training idea, really. Whether mm-hmm. they'll, like, go through the whole process of, like, oh, you learn to use the Force and lift up an X-Wing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or are they going to skip to it in this first film, or are they literally going to pad it out over two again? Because it doesn't seem like, from the little bits of snippets of voice that are in those trailers, it doesn't seem like they really understand the Force. It's like, because Harrison Ford is like, yeah, that was all real. <laughs> that all actually happened. It's not just a story. Well, never, <laughs> I guess, like, Luke was never really taught the Force, right? Well, he lifted shit I up mean, all the time. Yeah, but he never got taught, like, how it actually worked, I suppose. Like, Yoda he, vaguely went through it, where it was like, oh, the connection to the living things. and I bet they didn't have a midichlorian. Well, well, no, because that didn't <laughs> exist in the original three films. That was just some bullshit they made up for episode one that everyone hated. Midichlorians. This is like you've got some kind of bacteria in you that does stuff. Which allows you to lift up a rock, even though the rock shouldn't have any bacteria mm. in it, because it's a fucking rock. I guess it's on the outside. <laughs> Yeah, Star Wars is weird. Let's hope they make it less weird. They're not going to. Or at least they're not going to make it... 
They're not, not going to explain the weirdness that already exists. It's just going to be glossed over in the same way it always has been. You know, the more I've thought about it, the more there is one element to this that worries me the most. What's that? BB-8. E- well, okay. So you've turned around on the BB-8 issue, haven't you? No, don't get me wrong. <laughs> you thought I, he was cool. I think it's a cool robot, but I think he's going to be used for, like, the Jar Jar. The... But it's an it's a asterisk joint. They don't have a voice, so that no, kind of limits like, what they can do. Presumably c 3 and R2 are back, right? I don't know if they will be. That's it's possible, but I don't know if they want to keep that going again. I think, like, if if they play it wrong, it will come across as too childlike. I mean, surely BB-8 is going to be like like the mouse droid, apart from for the whole film. <laughs> I guess <laughs> that one scene where the mouse droid runs away. <laughs> yeah, well, just be like because now you have multiple screens. You'll have, like if R two is in it, then it'll be like <laughs> they'll scream at each other. <laughs> Although they did have the big version on Children in Need. They did get the big BB-8 on stage. It is cool that that thing works for real. I mean, even like, even though they made the toy version that you can totally buy, it's, like, yep. it's still cool that that thing actually works. Even though it makes no sense in the context of the universe. <laughs> How so? Because it's a fucking astromech droid. It goes into a spaceship. Why is it a sphere? <laughs> I don't know. As it turns out... Does it have arms? No, well, no, it doesn't. Apparently, well, unless just the things uh, come yeah, out, unless of it. things open up, I guess. Yeah. But R two turned out to be quite maneuverable in in, in the prequels, I guess. They yeah, retconned it. Yeah, once he, which, like, he has it. thrusters, and, yeah. <laughs> and he does have a lot of arms. Well, in fairness, they could argue that he ran out of fuel for the later ones. Yeah, or it's just broken a bit. Yeah, the jar 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 was fucked him up. <laughs> yes. Who well, knows? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched those all those films this year. Yep, it's yeah, like three originals anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we've talked about this before, but it's like, they're not all that. <laughs> well, you don't think so. No. I think the universe is cool, but the films aren't all that. It's because they're old, that's all. Yeah, if if, that is pretty much it. That is the reason. Like, they're just... It's just, they it's just because well. the standards are different now. Yeah. All. But if you... If you watched... Well, hopefully there won't be too many explosions in the new one, relatively speaking. Oh, but can we have the cool explosions from the mines again? Well, the sound explosions. Yeah, it's the single coolest thing from Attack of the Clones. Is it it Attack of the Clones, the second one? Something to do with clones? Yeah, it must be in the second one, because it's it's Obi-Wan flying a spaceship, and that doesn't happen until at least the second film. Yeah, Yeah, those those, those sound mines are awesome. Even though that doesn't make any sense. You can't have sonic mines in space! (laughs) There's no (laughs) air for the sound to be in! You'd have to call them something completely different. He's causing ripples in subspace. The sound comes through that. I mean, it would make a sound, I guess, if you had a speaker that could detect small particles of asteroid hitting your ship. Speaking of which, like this is actually a game discussion, Kevin. Okay. Kippers, did you play through Halo 5's campaign yet? Nope. No, nope, you haven't just, even started it. You just no. went to multiplayer. <laughs> no, I don't play fucking campaigns anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> they totally retconned Slip Space. I think the effects of it. Oh, what the like when you go when like the big explosion that happens when you yeah. go into an atmosphere in slip space or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Because there's that whole big deal, isn't there, in Halo Two of the Covenant like going into slip space inside the atmosphere, Mombasa. Of the yeah, yeah, and it causing a bit of a nuke. Yeah, sort of effect. Things are slip spacing in and out of atmosphere all the goddamn time in Halo Five. Well, is there anything nearby that they care about not exploding? <laughs> well, that it happens like right next to you. Okay, several times. Well, to be honest, like in ODST, you're in a drop pod and the slip, and it happens right next to you, and it doesn't really fuck you up that badly. I mean, it knocks you severely off course and slightly damages the pod. <laughs> That's true. 
Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like they should... And also, the whole city is, like, mostly fine after that, too. It's like, when I'm playing through it again, like, I'll have to check, because I think actually all of the... I'm not sure that all the slip space occurrences in that game might actually be Forerunner slip space. No, you think they have a different... Yeah, that maybe maybe how they come in and out doesn't cause the rupture or whatever, (laughs) and that's the reasoning people will give it, but... Yeah, maybe. I'm not 100% certain. But then you could, doesn't that ha- also happen in Halo 2? Oh no, I guess you're not in atmosphere. There's the moment, isn't there, where something slips spaces into high charity? Like in the middle of it? Uh, is that the slip space? Or does it, or does it slip there's space? There's human ships that fly in, isn't there? Yeah, well, there's the, what is the it pil- when the pillar the, turns up? up. Wait, well, it's not the pillar, it's the other one. Oh, uh, in Amberclad? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Does, does, I, well, I guess maybe that's the human tech doesn't cause explosions. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's just Covenant Tech is rubbish. Or maybe that interior, uh, like, space in High Charity doesn't actually have an atmosphere. Maybe it's, like, contained nearer the platforms. I guess you never know because you're in your seat. Well, yeah. and But all the alien dudes run around. Uh, the yeah. elites and stuff. Not that the elites ever seem to have, like, full face masks at any point, really. Well, they do when you're in the space sections. When you're outside. Do they? Yeah, on the gun. What about pretty... the jackals? They don't have no, much No, I'm not, sure, them, I'm not sure about the jackals. But when you go outside and you, you get the jetpack elites, right? When you're in space and they're all... Yeah, but they're different. They're not like regular elite elites. Because sometimes it seems like the, like it's only the ones with the special models. Like the like the fucking heretic dude who has his weird face mask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about the bit in... Well, I suppose the, the, the key would be, what's that? what about that bit in Halo 3? Or is it... No, it's Reach, isn't it? Where you drop in from outside the ship and it goes all like no sound hmm. like do the do the elites in that in that room where rebreathers are yeah who knows god damn that room that's too bad <laughs> slip space <laughs> I know nothing about the Halo universe even though I've played most of the games <laughs> uh, if, there's, if there's one like video game lore I love like the Halo franchise is it it's awesome I don't know why, but I never remember any of the fucking stories of games I play. Well, apparently you don't play the stories, so that's one reason. Well, I haven't done recently, but like I've played most of the Halos. Not the first one, I've played like two onwards. I don't remember a fucking thing about any of them. The Halo blows up. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the Death yeah. Star blows up. It's basically what it is, the Halos blow up. It's Star Wars, but less... <laughs> but with less surface area. <laughs> and, and less force. Less midichlorians. <laughs> well... Maybe. I'm sure the Master Chief has all kinds of weird bacteria that enhances his strength. In fairness, you could argue, as soon as they introduce the Forerunners in Halo 4, space magic is a thing. Yep, I guess. <laughs> space magic. Uh, yeah. Should we move up the news? I guess. Though we segue to games. We had a weird, news. long conversation. News! Okay, let's do the big thing first. Nintendo had its sort of end of year Nintendo Direct <laughs> thing which is like I suppose their version of Gamescom and Paris Games Week like, yes. they felt like they had to do something except not really it was just a coincidentally timed with a Nintendo Direct that yeah. they were going to do anyway probably probably <laughs> you know they do them regularly enough I guess yeah, yeah. they used to yeah it's not as regular as it was well I suppose they took a break because they had to figure out whether or not or how they were going to do it after Iwata's death I suppose but you know new new chief I can't remember his name, Guy, <laughs> stepped up and, you know, did a somewhat awkward English-speaking version. I'm pretty sure the version of the Direct I watched was missing all the sort of comedic bits. 
Because I like when saw saw a number of posts afterwards saying, "Oh yeah, Reggie fees away and the dude eating donuts," and it's like that wasn't on the version I watched. Okay, so, there was some stupid sketch about a yokai apparently forcing a guy to eat all the donuts, and and Reggie just coming in going, "No," <laughs> and that was it. Okay, I didn't see any of that. Nintendo keep being stupid. All right, what what happened? This isn't a, a, a as usual. This isn't a complete comprehensive list. I needed the interest. <laughs> well, I don't think we need that much comprehension for this thing because there's not that no. much to it really that's no. important. Uh, Twilight Princess HD kicked us off. Yeah, I guess uh, apparently that was leaked before the thing. Yeah, actually, yeah, and people figured it out that that was coming. And also, actually, watching that footage, it's like that doesn't seem to have benefited from the HD upgrade as much as Wind Waker did. Well, it's because of Windway they actually did stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this looks, like, identical, apart from perhaps they've got some texture detail here and there. Yeah. Um, but I really liked Twilight Princess. It's my, it's my Zelda go. But... I've you, never played a Zelda. But you don't need a new version. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't, need a, I don't need a remake. Or if you want a new version of Zelda, you wait till the actual new one comes out. You know, if I want to... Yeah, if I want to play a Zelda <laughs> game at the moment, I want to play one of the ones I haven't played, which is pretty much only Skyward Sword, I think. Um, I don't know about the old, that. The older ones. Oh, I never played Majora's Mask, I guess. So I never completed Ocarina. You didn't play fucking Wind Waker. Well, no, I, Cause not really, got no. I, I got that, that bloody first section is the most annoying thing in the world. <laughs> I got fed up with it and then never played it again. Uh, yeah, so that's coming. Um, they also like reiterated the fact that the new Zelda is coming in 2016 and is still a Wii U game. Hmm. They didn't... Uh, at least they did. At least not yet. They haven't announced it's going to be like an NX crossover, but I reckon it might be. I still have my suspicions. They'll pull a Twilight <laughs> Princess on it. Uh, free updates to Triforce Heroes, which only just came out pretty much. Yeah, but it's good in a way because it's like it's it's further. Uh, it, it Smash Brothers aside, it's further affirmation that. Ninty like doing free updates, and free updates are cool. <laughs> well, that's basically a two for one at this point, isn't it? Because we've had Splatoon and this for free updates, and, and Smash Brothers for not. Yeah, I don't think that's uh, actually and, <laughs> proved anything yet. And technically, like they did mention this. Oh, like I'll skip ahead a little bit because while we're on topic, because they they did mention that Splatoon is getting even more updates at least until January. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not very, not long, admittedly, but at least there's two brand new maps and, and a load more gear um, that they've said. And also Mario Maker got an update to add checkpoints. Mm. like So it's now a bit more in the direction it should have been when it started, I suppose. But um, Yeah, so updates. They're doing updates. Uh, Zach, do you care at all about Paper Jam Bros? Maybe. I don't, it's like... I mean, we like we kind of like the Mario... I've never played them, but I kind of like the cut of the Mario and Luigi games. Yeah. I mean, they both... Both those two things... Those two, like, the Paper Mario and the Mario Luigi things both have their own style, which is good. But if you mash them together, I'm not sure how well that's going to work. <laughs> it's like, I mean, they're, they're two different things that I may mean, not work together. I mean, and it's like, which one's going to take precedence? Probably Mario and Luigi, since that's, like, the main mm. gameplay. Although a lot of the world powers seemed to be Paper Mario. Yeah, Paris. But like, I don't. I'm not sure the art styles really gel. Well, no. and they do seem to be pushing that weird sort of mega papercraft battle thing a little hard. I guess. But they did that in Mario and Luigi as well, basically. I did that. You had the giant Luigi fight. Uh, okay, <laughs> or fights. So I don't know how many before. there actually were. So it might be okay, but not particularly original, perhaps. 
Well, the other trouble is that in Paper Mario, Paper Mario never actually speaks. He's a silent protagonist in that game. Everyone just responds to him, even though he doesn't actually speak. Oh, that's say true. Anything. Yeah, he just says, oh, yeah. <laughs> and everyone goes, all right. Well, no, there are, aren't there moments where the game fades out and he, like, well, he does. He does his little, like, gobbledygook talking sometimes. <laughs> I guess they technically did that back in the old Mario Luigi's before there was voice acting. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure there are moments in Actually, I guess they Thousand Year Door Actually, thinking about it, they do still do that in Mario Luigi. They don't have text attached to their to their garble no. and everyone responds to them. I guess in that game they theoretically talk more. <laughs> I suppose his, the, his, them speaking is always implied. Yeah. Isn't it? Whenever they do need to tell someone something they just sort of they don't do it. They just wave their hands around. That's, say, that's basically the animation that happens. They say, we don't need to tell a player that again. Uh, but it, weirdly, in in Paper Mario, Luigi does talk because he's not a playable character, so he talks to you like an NPC. That's true, which is also why Paper Luigi doesn't appear to be in this. <laughs> but that doesn't make any sense. You've got to have both of them for the team with the two other Paper Luigi Mario combo. Well, that's just a twist. But then I'm sure you'll meet up with Paper Luigi and he'll tell you a boring story. <laughs> yeah, potentially. <laughs> uh, so other okay, let's let's talk weird ass stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So people have been one of the biggest complaints about Mario Maker is the search functionality or the ability to actually find levels and yeah. stuff like that. You have to use those goddamn codes naturally. Um, so Nintendo have listened and have been all like, "We can fix this by introducing a web portal that is not in the game at all, <laughs> but which which you sign in with your new Nintendo IDs or whatever that is." Well, Nintendo IDs have been sort of combined for a while. Yeah. So you sign into this web portal on your tablet or PC or mobile device, find the levels that you want that way, tag them as being, I want to play this, and then they'll appear in a special tab in the console version. <laughs> Which, I don't know, that's cool and all, but a bit of me is all like, well, if you've done the work to make the search, can you put that in the game, please? Well, it'd be a lot more difficult to put it in the game rather than... Would it? Well, because then you're talking about patching a game that already exists rather than building a completely new app. Which I think is probably easier. Well, or less risky. I don't know. I, like patching is like even in, in, but for Nintendo, patching is a thing now, and it's. I don't think it's outside of the realm of impossibility. All possibility. Yeah, one of those. Around. They should do that. But also, it means you could do something stupid, like in like. Thinking in a dumb Nintendo way, it's like someone else in the room could be picking levels for you as you as you play the previous one. Lols. That's true. Yeah, someone could be making a queue of levels for you while you're playing. It's good for streamers, maybe. <laughs> yeah, get your stream to pick what levels you'll play. Yeah, that's probably going to go badly yeah, for so, you. So, yeah, get everyone to sign into your Nintendo account. I'm sure that's fine. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, and then we had a quick trailer for what I've written down here is Zen and Laid. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite right. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles X, and I'm still. This game looks actually looks real. It's more. It looks real interesting to me. I don't know, but it's not going to make any sense because the story is just like. Well, hopefully they'll like because this is like one of the the one that's actually going to be sort of an introduction for the way. Like it's the one that's actually probably getting released at the same time. Like unlike the last one where they had the US market had to fight to get it released on Wii mm-hmm. or something. So you know, I would hope they would write the story in a I way. Don't know. I don't know if they will. Or at least have a catch-up section. It just needs five minutes of catch-up. <laughs> I don't know if, if, if even five minutes would be long enough. It looks real nice for a Wii game. That's mm, all I'm saying. Maybe, yeah. Uh, Fast Racing Neo had a trailer. 
and you know after Kips and I played it at EGX, I'm still not 100 percent convinced on their gameplay and well, especially no. the track design. Track design looked a little dull, but it does trail real well. There's like some nice music going on. They make it look real dramatic. Which then obviously led me down the path of, oh, I wonder how those other future racing games are coming along. Yep. So I checked in with Formula Fusion to see how that's been. And apparently they've been doing like bugger all for like a long time. <laughs> um, and the reason for that is, is apparently they were hitting quite a lot of studio-based problems. Like they got overambitious with how quickly they grew the studio right. and stuff like that. And then hit some problems and have now been properly funded by like an, an investment. So even though they were kickstarted and everything, they now have a proper backer. Yeah. So that game is still coming. Formula Fusion. Looking forward to it. Uh, and of course, Grip. Grip? The reimagining of Roll Cage. Yep. Oh shit, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah. It looks super awesome. Yeah, that, that could be kind oh, of. Oh, we should make a video of that. I've got a Roll Cage 2 that works. We can awesome. totally record that. Yes, we totally Fucking impossible, but. <laughs> <laughs> I never really. I think I played the first one, the first Roll Cage game, and found it really difficult. Yeah, yeah. super crazy, though. You've got to see the, the uh, new videos and stuff for it, because it just looks insanely awesome. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, I've seen nothing of Grip. So. Okay, count me in. I like my future races. There's not enough of them. <laughs> not enough F-Zero. There's not enough F-Zero, basically, yes. It's like, apparently, right, it came out um, a little while back, but... Um, Nintendo approached. Oh shit! I've forgotten the entire point of this. This aside, <laughs> <laughs> something happened with Nintendo and F Zero. Bollocks! Yeah, they. Appro- yeah, I remember this. They, appro- they approached. Well. Oh, that was it. They approached Criterion. All right. To, yeah. to ask them, can you make an F Zero game for us? And it's like, no, we're busy on on our mystery game. Wherever the fuck we were. No, they were busy on Most Wanted at the time. Well. <laughs> the the second Most Wanted. Yes. And so they backed out of it, and it's like, but wouldn't that have been? I don't know, that seems like a good team choice to make an F-Zero game. Right, maybe. The burnout handling isn't that far off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, what could have been? Uh, new Game Alert. They went on a bit of an indie spree, but the only one I sort of uh, picked up on was uh, Steam World Heist. Steam World Dig is getting a sequel. Yeah, so there's, not nothing, really. there's nothing like Steam World Dig. Yes. To, just using the same aesthetic, I guess. Yeah, the same world. The same weird steampunk robots. Yeah. But, but it's more like a side-scrolling tactical shooter, I guess. It looked interesting. It's like still turn-based. It's a 2D strategy game. But and, and, has that been done before? Like a 2D like, strategy in that way? Similar things have been done. Yeah. I, I mean, that know. Ronin game that came out this year, I think, was similar, apart from with swords instead of guns. Okay. Yeah, that one passed me by. Ronin? Was that not the one with the chicken president or whatever? I don't know. I don't know much about the game apart from it's a sort of it's semi-turn-based where it's like you you plot you you basically jump and so you plot your arc and you have to try and kill the enemies and they're trying to shoot you so you can see where they're going to be shooting on your turn and you have to like jump between locations to navigate between the bullets basically huh. navigate between the lines of fire to get to them. That sounds kind of cool. That's not the game I'm thinking of. No, though. apparently. <laughs> Definitely not. Do you like badges? <laughs> badges, badges, badges. Not those kind of badges. <laughs> not badgers. Oh, that weird... Badgers. Badgers. No, badges. That weird new free-to-play. Yeah, 3DS the, the 3DS badge arcade. I don't know what... 
What's the point in badges? Are they a thing? Are they like a 3DS? Thing? No. Are, they, are they like the stamps? Well, or? yeah. Oh, okay, it's okay, it's okay. the stamp system, and I think basically you can put them on your 3DS desktop and stuff once you've collected them and stuff. Wow. So you can decorate your 3DS. Great. Yeah. I think that's what I, what I this, do of them anyway. Is this like that weird-ass... What was, like that rabbit that would sell you games or something? What the, what the yeah, fuck it's was inside that? the Street Pass app. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because that's where think... you buy the Street Pass games. Okay, so it's an extension to that or something. Yeah. Well, it, it's free to play, but you can you only get like five grabs a day or something. Okay. And then you have to buy extra grabs or whatever. Oh, into getting all microtransactions. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to look at it since my free S isn't doing much else. <laughs> Classic, like what, what? What was the name? Oh, that that, that's, that that other thing with like the baseball game, mini baseball oh, yeah. game, or whatever. The, like, the the dodgy shopkeeper they put in that was like intentionally made to sound super dodgy. <laughs> I don't know what that thing was called, but it sounded insane. Nintendo like solutions. <laughs> Pokemon Picross, because they won't let Picross die. Well, Picross they still awesome. made Picross 3D. That was the only one that mattered. Yeah, because that sounds cool. Because 3D Picross makes, makes it more interesting. Yeah. It's just... And makes sense for a 3D system, for God's sake. Use <laughs> your 3D. This is true. Maybe that one didn't sell as well as the others. Maybe it was too much for people. But yeah, so they're making Pokemon Picross. It looks like it just makes pictures of Pikachu. Yeah, and, naturally. And they did make a weirdly big deal of, hey, this game will have microtransactions. <laughs> like, I don't know why they even needed to say that. It was just like, yeah, this game's going to have microtransactions. It's like, great! For what? Good, yeah, good selling point, Buy guys. more dumb pictures. It's like, that's the sort of sort of trailer you show to your investors, not to, or, your, or your stockholders, not to, like, the public. Well, they should, it's like, surely they already have, like, there should be... 720 pictures, there'll be one for each Pokemon. That'll solve that problem. <laughs> true. Every Pokemon's right. Although I guess <laughs> technically the last... You can last... do more than that in several poses. Like... I guess... You can do one of a Pokeball. I guess all, all the Pokemon that exist after in X and Y never had sprites, so they won't have pixelated versions. Because they, they only exist in the 3D world. No, but in fairness, the one they had of Pikachu looked much simpler than its like in-game sprite anyway. Well, are you sure? It wasn't just like one of the red or blue sprites of Pikachu yeah. where it looked even weirder. Even then, I think it looked too simple. <laughs> Speaking of Pokemon. Yeah. They're, they're re-releasing the original red and blue versions. What, not even fire red? And... No, no, they're actually just releasing the GB versions. <laughs> Why would you do that? Well... Because they've never done it before, I guess. They've never, they've never actually re-released those. They've always... I don't think it's even ever been on Virtual Console or anything. It's its the first time they've done it. But they made those updated versions that were just better. Well, a lot of people don't think so. From what, you know, A lot of people hold those original two as, but they were the best two. And, and yellow. And, 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 yellow. Doing and they're doing yellow as well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yellow like the cop-out one, where you didn't need the other two to get all of the... Well, yeah, yeah, it's a, that's what they did for every other Pokemon thereafter. Yeah. Apart from Yellow had the Pikachu thing. That was its main selling point. Oh, yeah, of course, it followed you around or whatever. Yeah, think. Pikachu was like your starter Pokemon, basically. Yeah. Everyone loves Pikachu. At least uh, they didn't do green. Did you get a... Oh, yes, true. <laughs> Good old green. <laughs> that weird, not really official sort of, I guess. Didn't we get version. a real dodgy version of that off the internet at one point? Yeah, we sure did. Troppy Bash. No, well, that's that's your thing. You wait, is that that? No, one? it might have been the, the really like it was mistranslated or something, and it was just like something like you used Venusaur or something, and it was called it Choppy Bash or something. Like, is it one of its moves? It yeah, like, Choppy Bash. 
Because, of course, there's the classic <laughs> Vietnamese translation that's totally fucked. <laughs> but, yeah, Green was a weird version. What even was we, its thing? It was meant to be about, like, the your main Pokemon were meant to be the bug types. Like, it was oh, meant to be weird. focused on the bug type Pokemon in the early game progression. Huh. I don't know why that was a thing. So they just changed the starting thing? I don't know if they even changed the starting Pokemon, or if they just, like, made it, like, rebalanced it to be more... More buggy. Because it's not like you don't <laughs> get the bugs right at the start. Yeah, they're all... Like and the bugs suck. So <laughs> <laughs> Bug types always suck. It was a hard mode. Yeah, you have to pick up your bugs, and then you're like, then you realise halfway through the game, oh, these are shit. <laughs> I'm in real trouble now. Did you get a feel for what Final Fantasy, Explo- Final Fantasy Explorers Final really Fanta. is? Final, Final Fanta. Yeah, it's like it's like they took the, the logical evolution of the uh, fizzy drink craze, <laughs> turned it into a Japanese RPG. It's like, like that. They uh, collect the bubbles. It's like that company that makes the mouse called Final Mouse. Final Mouse. 2015 edition. <laughs> <laughs> so there's going to be another one next year then. It's so it's not, not the not final, final Mouse. mouse. <laughs> the Final Mouse is 2015. Yeah. Well, it's true. Yeah. It's, it's the last mouse of this year. That means they have to release on like the 31st of December. I'm, the sure, final yeah, mouse. I'm sure they've already had various versions of the Final Mouse in 2015 as well. <laughs> the Final Mouse. The mouse to end all mice until next year. We need to sell some more stuff. <laughs> So yeah, Final Fantasy Explorers. What? What? I didn't. What? No, I didn't quite understand what was going on, other than the fact that you can get like Chibi Cloud in there. Yeah, they seem to be making weird, we those weird spin-offs that. Yeah. Like, Which while we're still waiting for fifteen to actually come out, with the exception of Theatre Rhythm, haven't they all been bad? Well, pretty bad. <laughs> At least it's not. Um, was it the All Heroes Unite or whatever that game was called? That, yeah. that like pay to win Final Fantasy game. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mega Man <laughs> Legacy Collection. There you go. I said it. Moving on. Um, I've never played Mega Man. No. You know what? Neither have I. I've never played a single Mega Man game. That's because mostly we didn't but... have the consoles for it at the time, so we didn't get no, in early true. enough. We didn't have Nezers, and we didn't, didn't even when they started remaking like was it eight and nine, which were like modern versions done in the Nez style. Um, didn't even go in on those, or even like the Mega Man Legends games, which are supposedly cool. Yeah, but Legends is a different thing. Yeah, it's like the RPG, isn't it? Sort of thing. Yeah, with Tronbon. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's happening. I don't know. Like, I didn't see what the list of all, what the games were in that collection, but I imagine it's, it's only the best ones. I think. Oh right, it's like the first first four, five or six five, or something. Five. There's quite a few Mega Man games. Oh no, did it have the SNES ones? No, I don't think it did. Hmm. I could be wrong though. Okay. It might have been the NES and the SNES ones. But okay. I forget what like, those even were. But... It was just like more the same <laughs> again. Yeah. Do you like Tekken? I like... played a bit of Tekken. I, I like Tekken Tag Tournament Two. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I the like... most ridiculous name ever: Tekken Tag Tournament Two. So many T's. <laughs> Forty. Forty. Yeah, that's a really good game. <laughs> I, I suck balls at it, but it's good. I gotta admit, I haven't played. <laughs> I haven't actually played a Tekken game properly since Tekken Tag One, because <laughs> yep. I, I got it with my PS2, and I actually don't know where that game went. <laughs> it disappeared somewhere. Um, it's a shame because I quite liked it. Um, but I've got to be honest I'm not a Tekken person I don't like the way that fighting feels these days like I think Soul Calibur like just kicked its ass when that came out and I didn't really go back Hmm. Um, but 
in an attempt to revive Tekken, which is still actually quite popular in Japan. They're putting Pokemon in it. Well, I don't think that's in an attempt to revive Tekken. I think that's no, just... No. No, that's a completely different game. It's a weird monster. Pokken. <laughs> it is apparently the official way to pronounce it. Pokken. It, it doesn't even play anything like Tekken. Oh, does it not? It's, I was, I was a bit worried that it would basically 3D just be... 3D style fighting and 2D in one. Oh, interesting. Weird. Depending on which mode or something you're in, like when you're playing it in the in the actual fight, it goes between 3D and then 2D. Oh, weird. But I can't remember how it works, but it's something like that. Okay, so it could be more interesting than I first thought. Because I was a bit worried it was just going to be like yeah, like Tekken-style fighting, because that's what they do um, with Pokemon in it. Which isn't that interesting. But, alright, maybe there's more to look into that. But it's coming in spring 2016 to the Wii U, having only been like teased as an arcade-only title previously. Yeah, but everyone knew that it wasn't going to be arcade only. Well, no. The fact it, that they teased it at all told you it wasn't going to be arcade only. Yeah. If Nintendo are involved, they're going to make a console. <laughs> That's how this works. Uh, Star Fox Zero. They just had to quickly nudge that in there. Um, the main thing with this was they gave it a, a slightly more locked down date than early 2016. They've said April now. So, I don't know, if they're in the first third of the year <laughs> still. Does that count as early? Does that count as a third? <laughs> just barely. Just, just yeah. So it comes out sometime in April. Yeah, not thirty first of April. Um, also, it looked like in, during some sections of that video that there was gravity in space and stealth. They're putting stealth in a Star Fox game. This strikes me as odd. Didn't have the <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what to how you add to that. It's like don't don't screw this up. I was kind of hyped before. Don't give Slippy a playable role. Well, if you play him, he won't talk as much, presumably. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, Animal Crossing amiibos. There's going to be a lot of them. Naturally, fucking amiibos. Yeah, I have three of them now. <laughs> I have none, and I never will have any. I quite like them. <laughs> I have never actually used them other than they're the Splatoon cool. one. They're, they're well made. Things. They look cool, but I'm not paying like 12 quid for an Amiibo. Like, maybe a fiver. You can get some of them for a fiver if you're lucky. Every now and then. Like, especially the, like the, the early Mario one. You can get a little. Yeah, like, maybe I'd pay a fiver, but I'm not paying like 12 quid or whatever it is they ask for. Them. Mm. Especially given that the effects in-game of them are somewhat dubious. Mm. Currently, they haven't really done anything really great with them yet yeah. uh, where have I got to in my notes I can't remember there we are Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon they just split up the Pokemons a little bit well we already knew that was coming yeah we knew it was coming it's February, got a February date and it looked a lot like the last one yep which I guess for Zach is no big problem well the question is would it be any better because um, people would thought that one wasn't as good as the previous ones the, the mystery dungeon on 3DS but you never played the previous no, one so I didn't know and I was okay with that one I mean it obviously could have been better but then, then I, as I said it's like the problem with that game is they seem to it's like they're splitting their resources between town building and the dungeon bit and it's like you can't do both of them. They, they like did both of those averagely. And it's like... <laughs> averagely. It'd be better if you had less of one of those and had more of the other. Mm. Probably the dungeons. I mean, like I said, it'd be better if it was just like a Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> like if it had proper grid movement and attacks and stuff. Mm. And it was less constrained into corridors. 
Yeah. Well, it did look like more of the same, apart from perhaps, like, you could summon big things now? Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Like they, can, they can only fit down three wide corridors. Well, yeah, maybe you can only use them to clear the room you're in or whatever. Um, uh, Hyrule Warriors was mentioned. Hyrule Warriors Legends, sorry, could give it its full title. That's coming to 3DS, like we knew. But, but, and there's the weird thing, they're putting a female version of Link in the game. And gave it the dumbest name imaginable. Linkle. If you had a female Link, what would you call it? Her. Not her. <laughs> what do you call it? Linkette. Linkette. I'd just flip it and call her a, p- a pona and then have the horse be male and called Link. That's actually quite a good idea. But, it, yeah. Or could you, you can't really t- reverse Link, can you? <laughs> Neil. <laughs> Neil. <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> the, the hero of all time. Neil. <laughs> What's Epona backwards? That, that could work. No, it couldn't. <laughs> Epona. So that'd be... And nope. <laughs> and nope. <laughs> and nope. That's a nope. A nope. <laughs> Linkle. Yeah. Linkle. Do you reckon they'll put Linkle into... Like actual new Zelda, no. like as a sort of female option. I don't think so. It seems like this is just a weird. I think they said that it's just like this is a weird, like alternate universe thing. It doesn't cross over into the actual main canon at all because it's just an alternate well, universe thing. I guess of course that, that game can't really can. <laughs> well, yeah, the whole game is an alternate universe thing. Mm. Linko, uh, Bravely second, coming in Q one. Yeah, looks like the level one. Yeah, naturally. Uh, Dragon Quest Eight coming next year as well, and sorry, Dragon Quest Seven and Dragon Quest Eight <laughs> in the same year. That's weird. What's going on? Why are they suddenly releasing two? Well, Seven's probably been out forever in Japan or something. No, <laughs> I imagine that's why that normally would happen. That makes some sense then. Uh, Fire Emblem Fates. Now, did we talk about this crazy multi-version thing before? Which one? Like, so they're releasing two versions of the game. Each oh, yeah, one, well, I think we did mention it. Yeah, each one playing out the story in a, from a different perspective. And then there's also a third playable story, which you'll get as DLC at some point. But, of course, Nintendo had to say, well, we recommend you play the other two first and then play the Revelations story. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Wasn't one of the... Five, mm, I'm sure I read something somewhere that one of the previous Fire Emblem games they actually had it so when you pick you picked a side at like the start of the game or something or you or you made a decision and then it locked that copy of the game to be that direction. Weird. So if you wanted to play the other side of the story, you had to buy a, def- a different copy of the game and p- make a different decision at the start. <laughs> so it kind of made your decisions ultra permanent, <laughs> which is really bizarre. Unless I guess you found a way of like wiping the save data off it somehow. Hmm. Probably hack it. I guess that must have been like a an old cartridge one. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the big surprise reveal: Cloud has come to Smash Brothers. <laughs> In like, well, Cloud has nothing to do with Nintendo, right? Well, apart from they nearly. They, they nearly, nearly made it. Final Fantasy yeah. VII. And they made six other ones before that. 
<laughs> sure, I'm just trying. But Cloud has I'm trying. Has Cloud ever been on a Nintendo platform? Like in any form, not even in spin-off form, or maybe. Is it in like a GBA game or something, like, isn't it? I mean, he's in Fear oh, he's Driven. in Fear <laughs> okay, yeah, yes. okay, fine. He's allowed then. <laughs> but it was like, oh, so I guess everyone assumed like with new character releases they would stick to their already quite nice list of publishers, but now they've got a whole new publisher to add to the list. And they even did that thing in the trail, which is like, oh, here's the massive copyright list we have to put, and they made a big deal of the Square Enix logo going patonk onto it. Great. Stack them up. Yeah. Make it a full screen of text. Yeah, exactly. Eventually. <laughs> would be like any game that has like cars in it, right? Don't they have like, or a lot of old ones. Didn't they used to have a ridiculous list of all the sponsors and stuff? There? I don't think I mentioned that when we were talking about Dirt Rally last time we talked about it, but then when, when they put in the last patch with the Modern Masters cars and it has the, the last screen. Yeah. The, they didn't. I don't think they updated the legal page. It didn't have the Mitsubishi logo on there. Oh, no. It still only had the Ford and Opal ones. Maybe they, well... Unless yeah. Mitsubishi just don't care. Well, this is the thing, yeah, because like, the Subaru logo isn't there and the other ones that are in the game. Like, I guess it's their agreement that Mitsubishi are just like, yeah, whatever. I don't know if the Subaru one is there, actually. I get confused because the Subaru logo looks a lot like the Ford logo if you're not looking very much. They're both just ovals. Blue ovals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either way, there's only two there. There's more than two types of car in the game. Well, yes. But a lot of them. Yeah, but, I mean... I don't know about, like, the Lancia ones and all that stuff. I mean, theoretically, there might be... Those ones might be in only text form. Well, maybe. Because yeah. that screen doesn't stay around long enough for you to really see what's on it. It looked like they made a good good job of Cloud, though. Well, they have like, to. They made a new Battlefield-based level with the summons happening, mm. which is kind of cool. But the trouble with that is that it's like surely this version of Cloud and the summons that they're putting in must essentially be the the spin-off Final Fantasy 7 games version and it's like will that be the new Final Fantasy games version when they remake it well it, it looked like the um, well he looked like he had two outfits right a sort of classic one and the one from Advent Children yeah I mean that makes um, sense that's yeah. fine but it's like when they remake Final Fantasy then will that still make sense? It's a good point. I mean, the, like just judging from that bit of back you see on him, it looked like it was sort of a halfway house, right, between his original look and the the Advent Children look. Yeah, I mean, he's, he has the dumb shoulder thing. Mm. That much is clear from the back view. <laughs> yep, spiky shoulder. And that weird, his weird, like, thing that's... In the, in the original, it's just purple, but it's like it's some kind of weird jumper jumpsuit thing. It's like wool almost. It's a weird fabric. Yeah, it's like... It, well, it reminds me of, like, Renoa's outfit from FF8. Yeah. Like that sort of weave. That sort of cricket vest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put your cricket shirt in the wash with a purple thing, and then it comes out like that. It's made in licorice. <laughs> Strawberry laces. Except purple. And then the only thing that matters about the Final Fantasy remake is will they keep Barrett's ridiculous gun arm from... from the film. I can't remember what it looks like in the film. He has like, it's got a central bit and it's got like three sub bits that rotate around yeah, on a ring. Yes. <laughs> it's like, that's the most ridiculous upgrade ever. Is that like, his, does he not have like the, is that not his ultra version from the, from the game or? Not like, really. I don't think any of the ones in the game ever got that fancy. Hmm. Probably not enough polygons <laughs> to go around. Oh well, yeah. Destruction sounds. 
But it's just like, will they port that back in, or will he go back to the really basic grey circle with a machine gun in it? I bet that's how it's... Well, then they'd have to model it a bit better. I bet it would look like a minigun at first, right? Like, well, yeah, theoretically. What about, what about material? When Barrett fires his arm, right, because it looks like a minigun, <laughs> yeah. do you reckon it gets, like, real hot and just burns his stump that's attached to it? I'm sure it has some kind of padding or whatever in there. <laughs> Some kind of asbestos layer. Yeah. <laughs> just like an oven glove. <laughs> yes, Barrett's gone arm, just like an oven glove. <laughs> Let's do Bake Off with Barrett. <laughs> Shoot the toppings onto the cakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's replaced replaced the uh, the bullets with marshmallows. Yeah. He's got produced. produced. <laughs> I'd buy that. Yeah, definitely. Cooking Mama has just been replaced. But yeah, there's several other things that, like... From the film version of the Final Fantasy universe, it's like, will that be the way they go? Like, Materia, where you mash it into your arm in order to, I, I in order that, to attach it. You know, I doubt they'll even show that. But then again, you know, all signs seem to be pointing towards FF7 Remake being a reimagining sort of thing. Like, you know, not the same game. Yeah, but I, I'd still imagine they'd want to, like, use that design work to some extent. Like yeah, those I, stylings. I, I reckon. I reckon they might borrow it, but not you know completely match. You know, there might be hints of it. Well, I mean, obviously, it's like it's in the pre. It's like it's before the film, so there's certain things that won't match yeah. up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the cloud. All right. Here's here's my problem with this. It's probably going to be another seven pound bit of single character DLC. Yep, I'd say. Makes no bloody sense in Smash Bros. <laughs> I mean, even like a character in Killer Instinct, right, is like three pounds or something if you're buying them piecemeal. You know, they're completely missing the mark here with yeah. their pricing, which is sucky. Nintendo Violet DLC. Yeah. You know, which is annoying. This is the one time they've been bad at it with Smash Bros., right? Because, like, in, well, as in we the Mario Kart. Cars, one out of three times. Yeah, the Mario Kart. Well, even Mario Kart. Oh, okay, like, Mario Kart. You know, they did pay the DLC for that, but it was a really good price and the content was great. Yeah. Did you get you went in on that? Didn't you, Kips? The... I have, but I haven't played any of it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so you just gave Nintendo money and then never went back to America. Well, basically, as soon as I played the Wii U for like a week and then never played it ever again, so that was a worthwhile purchase. Does any of this <laughs> Nintendo Direct make you excited for Nintendo? No, not even a little bit. Like nothing <laughs> Nintendo does anymore is worthwhile. It's all crap. <laughs> But you like the Mario games. Yeah, I do, but even they're like still very basic and boring half the time. And the same over and over. What, Cat Mario? Well, Mario 3D World was the best one in a very long time. That's probably the only one that I really like. Like, the new Super Marios are fine, but it's still like playing Mario 3 still. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I really liked new Super Mario U. Yeah, it's good. It's good, but it's still like playing Mario Three. Yeah, still. I think it's been a long time since I played one of those. Like when I when I went to New Mario U, and perhaps that made a thing. Like, and a bit of me is still intrigued by Mario Maker, but I I don't know the sort of randomness of people's designs. And if I was to, like that game seems to be the best if you're a streamer, right? And you have an audience, and you and you're playing levels that. You know, specific levels for challenges and stuff like that. It seems, or you have a crew of people that are all going to play your game, and you're going to sit there and laugh at them. <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, it's like playing playing it just as a casual user. I'm, I'm not sure it'll be quite as good. But it's just basically a level creator. 
A very cool level creator. Yeah, but that's all it is, is it's a level creator for Mario. Yeah. It's like ever a lot of games have level creators and no one gives a shit about them. True. There aren't enough level creators. That's my, <laughs> that's my personal opinion. I think like, so more, if you more, game, like... more games should have that stuff. Yeah. It's like more racing games, especially. Just look at Revolt, man. Go back and look at Revolt. That was awesome. Even with our limited capabilities using, like, not doing full modding, but just sort of manipulating any files and changing textures and... But using the course designer ultimately to build the the course, it's like that stuff was amazing. Do more of that. Let's see what Doom comes up with <laughs> with, oh, its, yeah. with its crazy mod tools baked into the game. God. What was it? The version of um, F Zero that only came out in Japan for the sixty four DD actually had a full on track editor. Oh, what, the F Zero X one. Yeah, yeah. F Zero X DD or whatever they called it. Like, yeah, they actually had a proper track editor. Although, why would you need that when you had the X cut? <laughs> Randomly, <laughs> endless random tracks. I wonder how well that actually turned out in in that Trackmania, the most recent Trackmania. What Trackmania two? It's or... not out yet. The new one is it? Oh yeah. yeah. Do you mean the new? Oh no, one? Turbo. Yeah, the new one. Turbo. Yeah, that's not out yet. Is it? It's going to be out pretty shortly, isn't it? No, it got delayed till next year. Okay. Sometime, I think. Delays! Yeah, that, Even more delays! That random track generator. See how well that turns That out. game looks pretty cool, actually. The new one. Yeah. As long, like as, they, as long as they don't segment the user base like they did with 2, because that's what everyone said was the biggest problem with it, right? Like, they just... Because they released that in segments, didn't they? Yeah. Well, like they, had their, they, they had their dumb environments thing that they thought there would be DLC, but it doesn't work when you split everyone up. You need population on those servers to make it interesting. Yeah, I think they're just sticking it as one game, aren't they? This time. <sighs> but for how long? <laughs> yeah. Until they release DLC. Yep. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, like, you know, a lot of, um, uh, a lot of the, the bigger games at the moment are going down this route of, like, free updates to stop people from, you know, stop updates from segmenting the user base. Like, you know. Okay, which games? Because that's the only one. <laughs> Splatoon. <laughs> yeah, but Splatoon's not a big game. It's pretty big. For Nintendo. Oh, well, yeah. Not for anyone else. <laughs> Maybe. Compare that I, to. I, I, I consider it a big hitter this year because it was like. Yeah, it it's... is, but compare that to Halo, it's not even close. No, true. I mean, I wish COD was doing the same approach because it makes perfect sense, right? To just to just go down this route. It's it does, but they want to make money, so they won't ever do it. That's why they introduced these secondary it. systems. Like that's why we've got rec cards. That's why we've got. That's why you know, in a way, that's why we had the customization from Advanced Warfare, but they never really doubled down on microtransactions for that. Um. Aesthetics. Yeah, but it remains to be seen whether that's actually going to work for Halo. Yeah, sure. I really hope it does. But... No, it already has, as far as I've seen. What, they're, they're making crazy monies on the wrecks? Yeah, that what you mean? I've seen so many like streamers, especially, keep buying wreck packs and stuff. Are they the new whales? <laughs> like, streamers? Whales? Wait, in, in, the, in the world of free-to-play, that's what they call like, the ridiculous oh, right. spenders? Like, the whales? Well, streamers can, because... Like especially the big ones because they just get donations all the time so they're basically not spending anything anyway true that's why they do it but from what I've seen people are buying them like especially on the like if you go on NeoGAF and... Plants vs Zombies that's another one <laughs> well except for the new one probably ah, well let's hope not well I, the I new mean... one is a full $60 title so... yeah and I think they have said that they are going to do a free update schedule for it. What they mean by that and how deep they go with it, I guess, is the question. And they did have a microtransaction system in the last one. Yeah, I reckon it'll be exactly the same as that. Yeah. 
other than it being $60 or whatever, and, you know, let's hope they actually have a decent amount of content at the start for that money. Uh, if it's the, if it's the same size as the previous one, then that's been like, oh, what are you doing, guys? Seriously. I don't know. I think I'd be okay with that still, because I played that more than I did the I last mean, two CODs combined, I think. Yeah, I played a lot of Plants vs. Zombies. Uh, like, if it starts if it starts out as big as where the game ended up, that's probably okay. If it launches with the same amount of content that it launched with, which was like three maps or something, it wasn't a lot, um, then that's probably, that's a bad buy. <laughs> but at the price it came out for originally, that was a good buy. <laughs> so I don't know. Let's, let's see where that goes. Well, considering it's basically exactly the same as the first one, surely they'll just pour all the content from the first one into the second Again, one anyway. Hope, I really hope. They've already said they're doing that with the gear. Right, and, and so, the characters. Yeah, so we'll have all that stuff from the original just carried over, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I would hope all the levels come across, but maybe they'll that, that that that's actually the scary thing. Do you reckon that's the free update schedule? Like they release it with yeah, all new yeah, stuff, maybe. and they start eking out old levels. Speaking of which, I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited when Forge mode comes out for. Halo Five, not because like I I I will be making stuff with it, but actually some of like they've already proven with some of the stuff, some of the levels of the that are in the game. Battle of Forge yeah. maps, aren't they? all of the big team battle levels are made a made in Forge World, um, and it also indicates that there's going to be two different Forge Worlds because there's the snowy one. There's three, and the... I think, in total. Oh, is there? Okay, well that's cool because they, they did two before, didn't they? Because they had like that weird, um. Like the, the the bunker or whatever it was like in the original forge, where they just made that open area, that open warehouse thing, um, and then they just basically had that island um, in Reach. Yeah, the island was the best one. Yeah, the island was cool. Um, I don't. Yeah, I want to see how that goes because I, I quite like those levels. Yes, the the tile sets look kind of bland and textureless and stuff. Like, you know, the actual buildings you make are just grey blobs. <laughs> Which is a bit of a disappointment, but well, I guess I, that means you can make more complex stuff because they're simple geometry. For me, I prefer when it's simple, blocky textures like that. Because you can see. Yeah, for for a competitive game, that mm. stuff works much better than having yeah. complex textures and shit everywhere. Which is like my one problem with breakout mode, because it's like all blue, and one of the teams is blue. That's not a great colour choice. Mm. If they'd have made it like I don't know, even just like white wireframe or grey wireframe, it's like yes, it's grey, but and less cool looking, but it might make for a better gameplay experience. Kevin's waving plan. Let's move on. Well, a couple of bits of news first. Oh, oh you got more news? The new Mario Tennis came out in America, I think. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I was trying not to talk about that because that's kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like such a shit show. It sounds like the weakest Mario Tennis they've ever made. It's got, like, no content either. Yeah. Well, or is it? Is it about the, well, it's about the same amount of content as the console versions have had in the past? Is that accurate? Like, it's not no, the same as they've less. had in the it's GBC versions. It's got less versions. than the GameCube versions, apparently. Mm. Mm. There's no even, like, cup mode. Oh, really? What, no, like, no tournament cups. levels? No, or nothing. Ugh. Blech. What's the point? How much is that? Is that a full-price game? I think so, isn't it? Because if that's true, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a joke. i got to admit, like, for games that Nintendo are putting out at the end of this year, Super Mario Maker aside, it's a pretty weak, pretty weak list. And the Yoshi's meant to be good. Well, that came out, like, middle of the year in this country yeah, it only recently America, came yeah. out in America but for god knows why 
Yeah, I, I could get behind Yoshi. But like, yeah, the end of this year for Nintendo is not looking great. Well, you got you got Ultra Smash and you got Xenoblade, and that's about it. Well, this is like the 3DS never... is like dead quiet, isn't it? Well, as far as I've noticed, it's like PlayStation never have a good Christmas lineup, but everyone always says they have a good lineup. It's just like it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah, what have they got? This they got year? nothing. Yeah, I don't know anything that's coming out on PlayStation. Every, everything good ne- is coming out next year for PlayStation that I'm interested in, like Uncharted and Horizon, and well, that's about it. <laughs> no Man's Sky. Finally. No Man's Sky. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. The Witness, possibly. Oh god, that's still a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I honestly don't know any games that have come out for the PlayStation this year for Christmas period. No, other than third-party stuff. But you know, I did see a comparison. I mean, we'll talk about this in a bit, but I did see a graphics comparison, like of COD and stuff like that, in the PS4 version. It's pretty good. It's not really any different. There's a there's a a pretty big resolution jump. I've played both, and there's basically no difference (laughs) apart from the res, which you don't really notice when you're playing multiplayer anyway. Fair enough. And they're both shit in the campaign, apparently, anyway. So. Oh, well, Okay. Bit like Fallout in that respect. Yes, boy. I mean, we'll talk but, about that but, later as well, yeah. but the comparisons between Fallout on PC and Fallout on the consoles are extreme. But, yeah, but a lot of people say the, the performance is really bad on console, on Fallout, but I haven't noticed it. Because yeah. Jerry's been playing it a lot, and there's been like no bugs. You playing Xbox? You're, you must be playing Xbox. Xbox yeah, Jerry. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't played it myself, but there's some frame rate issues. But other than that, there's not really any problems with it. So I don't understand why everyone's saying it's a buggy mess. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Any, any, any more news coming? Um, Final Fantasy 13 3 is coming out on PC. <laughs> God damn it! Fucking blue. <laughs> In fairness, that you know, we we played that, didn't we? At, at EGX. Oh no, I, you weren't with me at the time. I, I think I, well, I think I played a very tiny amount of that at EGX one year, and uh, it's going to be quite good. It's interesting. I don't think it's structured. I think the structure would piss me off with that game, like the fact that it's There's a bit times. like yeah, it's a bit like Majora's Mask in a way. In, in like you have to get all this stuff done before the world ends and then you've got to rewind time and then you've got to wait for this thing and do this thing at a certain time and I don't think there's many time skipping abilities and hey all of Lightning's powers are associated to the clothes she's wearing <laughs> it's a very weird looking game presumably they'll release it without the weird like, hang ups that 13 had when it came out on PC like you know when it first launched on PC it was like yeah this is only going to run at 720 and it's going to be locked to 30 frames per second or something ridiculous. Like, Maybe. Yeah, I think they said it's going to be 60 frames per second. Yeah, I would assume they would have fixed that by now. Um, Apparently remote play for PS4 is coming to PC. Oh, what, they're doing the Xbox thing? Yeah. So you can, yeah, play your PS4 from afar. I wonder if they'll do that over the internet like they did once in the past. Or if that would just be local streaming. Apparently, uh, Xbox is still working on background soundtracks. Oh, really? They're, still. they're actually going to bring that back? Apparently. I, I, I'd given up. Well, you know what? I don't miss it that much. The type of games that I used to play where I did that, I don't really play anymore. What about Forza? You could totally yeah, that would be yeah, the best for, game Forza, for that. Forza is the one time where that would... Where that would appeal to me. But uh, the music in Forza 6 is actually not too bad. I actually quite like the Forza 6 music. It's, yeah, it's well. I don't know. There was quite a lot of orchestral stuff still in it, wasn't there? Like, from, yeah, there from, is, but it's much better than it was in five. Okay, still doesn't appeal. <laughs> I want my licensed soundtrack in my racing games. So it's pretty good in six. I don't mind it. 
fair enough. Uh, uh, I can't uh, I can't include that in the uh, worst music of the year award <laughs> this this time. Then. <laughs> so it's still not great, but it's better. Yeah, they should just you know do what they did in Forza Two. Forza Two had the best soundtrack. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, anyone who's I suppose we didn't, you told me about uh, Bob Ross on Twitch. No, oh, that was amazing. That was. <laughs> Every Monday. Yeah, it was the thing. They did it as a one-off, and it was so popular, Twitch made it a permanent thing. <laughs> Forever, yeah. That's awesome. It's like, why does he just get a TV show? <laughs> it's the thing. Because he had one. Yeah. And now he's dead. Now he's old. <laughs> but he's actually dead. Old and dead. <laughs> Wait, he's actually... He died ages ago, yeah. So what are they, are they just showing old episodes? Yeah. Oh, that I did not they, know. <laughs> they did a marathon of every single episode. Oh, wow. For eight days. Oh, that's amazing. And now every Monday they do a different series, the marathon of each series. That's amazing. It's 36 series or something. Wow. So they only repeat once every seven and a half months or something. <laughs> I wanted to say they should do that with, like, one of the English equivalents, but the trouble is you can't do anything with Rolf Harris now, so that's all out. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't, you can't do Rolf's Cartoon Club marathons. <laughs> and the only other option is, like, Art Attack, I guess. Yeah, oh, that, that would be That's cool. still legit. Yeah. And that ran for bloody ages. Yeah. Do, do you reckon the, um... Uh, oh, do they, oh, do they have to license the plasticine head? Or whatever? Well, yeah, wait. What, there's the other option, isn't there? What's his name? Tony Hart. Oh, yeah. I guess you I can guess, have more. I guess the BBC own that. Yeah, that's the trouble. They won't license that shit out. Or whatever the fuck Twitch got to deal with. <laughs> whatever Bob Ross has. Yeah, whoever, whoever was airing that. And I, I remember that the, the Learning Channel on Sky used to air that quite a bit. Old episodes of it. Totally not game-related news that that just reminded me of. You can buy shit at the BBC store. Wait, what? They're letting you buy old series of BBC shows to play through the iPlayer interface, I guess. Oh, wow. What's they've done? Like a digital permanent unlock thing now. Yeah. They're getting into Netflix or whatever. Pretty much. But but not subscription-based. No. Well, not yet, anyway. But I went and looked at it. It's like, eh. I mean, they've got, you know, they've got Only Fools and Horses on there. Great. And it's just like... I had that on... um... Amazon Prime though, the entire series. So just... I want more obscure stuff than that. Yeah, Fastgate. <laughs> well, Is I that already have those. Okay, fine. I don't need more copies of Fastgate. But uh, yeah, I don't think BBC would be able to get rights to that because of weird Jim Henson stuff. I imagine. Sure. <laughs> but yeah. Oh yeah, they well they probably licensed it themselves to just air it. Right? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't belong to them. But yeah, you want more... Oh, I guess there's Fast Show is on there, or some of the Fast Show. What you really want is old episodes of Tomorrow's World. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That'd be awesome. Just like, look at this amazing stuff from, like, the 80s. (laughs) Oh, man, I'd totally watch that. It'd be like, look around you, but not ironic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm on board. (laughs) Well, you wouldn't pay for it, though, would you? You'd watch it if it was free. No, oh yeah. <laughs> like, isn't that what four? Isn't four OD just still free though for some of that stuff? Like all of their like oh, top yeah, shows yeah. and stuff, they just put up there for free. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there was that small period on the iPlayer where they were putting up old stuff permanently on it. Like, there's a not very many things actually happened with that. It's just like the occasional one episode of something from ages ago, where it's like this is on here forever. 
Okay. And it's just like that didn't really go anywhere. No. I don't, I don't remember that at all. I guess I don't use iPlayer very much these days. No. It used to be my... It's, it's really annoying how there's like... I had. I used to watch iPlayer quite a lot, but there just hasn't been any good programs lately. This is true, actually. <laughs> what are the yeah, BBC it, doing? It used to be my, my, like my lunchtime go-to like five years ago. But like now nowadays, I'm just watching YouTube and game trailers, actually. <laughs> but it's like, what did we even watch on the BBC? That's the question. Can you even remember what the pro- programs that filled that time were? Because I always Doctor I, Who. I used to watch a lot of Doctor Who on my play uh, at one point. Yes. And well, actually, Torchwood is what I used to watch a lot of. <laughs> okay. I used to watch mainline Doctor Who at home, and then Torchwood at work. <laughs> <laughs> The only, uh, the only things I really ever watched much was like the, like the Horizon documentary type stuff, but those have those haven't been good lately, or they haven't been on topics that I'm interested in. I, I, I don't like space. I was about to say I have zero <laughs> space and physics. I have zero faith in any of those shows anyway anymore. I think the BBC does a poor job of those now. Yeah, they got worse. Yeah, I still haven't watched that one they did about our video games that really that bad for you. No, I still haven't watched that got it recorded on the skybox so it's never going away unless <laughs> gnome you know sits on the delete button who knows because all there all there is in like all i've been seeing recently from the horizon sort of area is they they keep doing weird like compilation horizons where it's like here's a here's a sort of compilation show of every time horizon has talked about the space shuttle and they just, like, yeah. clip from different, like, here's some from the 60s talking about it, and here's some from the 70s. You know, you only just about get away with it when you're, like, a long-running sitcom, like Friends. But, like, to actually do, like, a like a, like a a clip show of documentaries is kind of weird. Yeah. Maybe that works if you're, like, doing, like, nature shows. Effectively, aren't they just clip shows? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Anyone news? Um, it's been confirmed that Rainbow Six won't have a single player campaign. Yeah. So, what is the deal with that? Like, is they, have they just cut that actress or whatever? They made a big deal out of it, or I don't know. She's just going to be in mission briefings at the yeah. start of multiplayer. What's going on with that game? It's... Isn't it supposed to be out this year? Yes. Like real soon. Yes. Okay then. <laughs> I didn't like it. What I played of it. It it strikes me as like I think it's cool that it exists, but it's not for me. In fairness, I don't think Rainbow Six has ever been for me. I liked Vegas. Well, the other Rainbow Six games were really like this one. Well, the original much. ones might have been. I guess not competitive, but you know they were, they were originally designed as plan and execute games, weren't they? Sort of. And then they moved away for that for yeah Vegas and Vegas Two. That Ghost Recon game doesn't look like a Ghost Recon game to me, but, you know. No, naturally. Not, not that I really liked those either. The only thing I liked about those was when you tried to do those co-op challenges. Yep, exactly. Those were awesome. But there was only, like, four of them <laughs> in in Grawl. Ghost Recon. Any more for any more? I don't think so. Kevers, tell us about COD. <laughs> COD? <laughs> yeah, well... I haven't played any of the campaigns, so I can't talk about any of that. Great. That was the one thing I'm interested in. Because <laughs> <laughs> I freaking loved the campaign from Black Ops 2. Well, everyone says it's really bad in Black Ops 3. So right. <laughs> I've not touched it. 
Oh, they could fuck us too. They did so many cool things with that. Like it was a cool setting. It was a I had the whole the, decision the whole, thing. Yeah, the well, and not even decisions. Were they like things branched based on your performance? Like the one I always remember because this is the one that planned out real different for me. The second when I started playing it through a second time, which I never finished actually. I never finished my second playthrough. Was that you could rescue the girl early if you were quick enough through that that last bit of that level? Oh right. Like normally they get on the they get on the chopper and escape. Or something, and you're left just standing there going, ah. But you can actually get there quickly enough. And if you then, like, win the face off, you just save the girl there, and you don't have to do the, uh, like, the stupid strategy mission or whatever to then go and rescue her. Hmm. Or something. It actually, it actually changed, just skips a whole bit of the story, and it's like, okay, that's really interesting. And, you know, spoiler alert, uh, Mason doesn't have to die during the whole bit where you snipe his face off accidentally. I don't remember if I, I don't think I killed him. You can shoot him in the legs. Yeah, I don't like, think if I you killed him. You shoot him in the legs enough time, that changes the whole second half of the game or something ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think I killed him. Okay, wow, you, you've seen the other side of that coin then, because I, I just followed instructions blindly the first time I did that section. I don't remember what happened though. Again, it's one of those things I play the campaigns, don't remember fuck all about them. <laughs> but they were doing cool things. Is what is, is what I mean. They made they made Call of Duty have an interesting campaign. The same with the first one. I like the story from the first one. Yeah, the first Black Ops was cool as well. Yeah, it, it had some seriously flawed moments, like the bit where you're like just trying to destroy barrels while endless streams of Vietnamese come at you from the sand. <laughs> that, that whole section was terrible, but it had an interesting story. The numbers, Mason. The numbers. Yeah, that was clever. It was cool. This one seems to have shat all over it. <laughs> I don't know, or they've not gone, gone. Well, I think because they've gone down the co-op route, it's kind of fucked it up a bit. Because you can play the game in full player. Yes, now. I reckon that fucked up most of the narrative and stuff. Mm. Apparently, that section they showed at E3 is like the least interesting part of the game, like weirdly. But it's also, the, I guess, the one you can show off co-op the best. Mm. But it's just an arena fight for a moment. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, like, most of the campaign isn't like that. So they did, they've done a poor job at selling themselves, I think. Well, I think we said about about its story before that it's just like they're running out of space. Where it's like they've really pushed the machine takeover thing as far as you possibly can without going to an outright war against sentient machines. <laughs> Hello, Halo 5, spoiler alert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't have advanced warfare any longer before it becomes future warfare. <laughs> which they already did. Yes, which they also <laughs> already did. So it's like, what are they going to do? They can't... Because it's like, you had the transition to modern warfare, and it was like, oh, it's modern, and then you had advanced, where it's like, oh, it's going into the future, and that's like... Black Ops, which is kind of the future again. Yeah, and it's like, you can't keep very slightly going into the future, because that's not interesting. Well, I, I they, they did a good job of advanced warfare. I liked I liked how they approached it. In but that. if they want to yeah. mix it up any further, then you basically go into space lasers, aren't you? I gotta be honest, which I liked, they had in advanced warfare. Well, yeah. I remember, so I liked how they approached it in Black Ops 2. Black Ops 2 was that nice that level the, of that just was the, futuristic enough. That was the best one for balance between future and not future. Mm. Because that just worked. It was still like modern enough to feel like a modern yeah. game, but had a few like few things that were only possible in the sort of near future sort of. Because I do have a like I wonder, like people have been debating the motion stuff in from between like Advanced Warfare and Blops Three and and to a certain extent in Halo and Titanfall because they're all doing this now mm. and it's like is is that a problem 
Like a bit of me thinks it is, right? If everyone's moving towards like new motion abilities and new movement stuff, uh, like, and, and and everyone does more or less of it, and it's all kind of the same thing. To like, is that problematic? Like, it's just the homogenization of the genre again. Like, someone did something different, and the rest of them were all like, "Oh, we've got to do that now." <laughs> well, Blops Three, I feel, doesn't need it at all. I mean, it's 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 toned down, isn't it? It's right. toned down a lot, but it also feels like it doesn't need to be there, right? Personally, what you've just got double jump and wall run, yeah, madness. and slide boost. Oh yeah, boost slide. <laughs> yeah, but it just feels like they tacked it on because Advanced Warfare did. Mm. It doesn't feel like it needs to be there in that game. Okay. Whereas Advanced Warfare was built around well, the whole story was about system. the EXO. Yeah. yeah. So it feels like they just chucked it in there because. So I gotta be honest. Advanced I didn't, Warfare did. I liked Advanced Warfare uh, more than yeah, campaign, I did. But I didn't. I think it's the movement in the multiplayer was. It was too much. Too much. Yeah. It I was think, awesome, um, but it was too much. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. It, it, it exaggerated what I have. You know, is the biggest problem with COD games is like you know it's just like whoever gets the drop on who first, right? It's not like you just, everyone just runs around like madmen, and if you just happen to be behind someone, you win. And that is the majority of how I die. Yeah. It's just like someone coming up behind you. And it's really annoying. Yeah. And now they added, oh, someone can do that from above, like anywhere in the level. And it became more frustrating. You know, I still go back to Blops 2 if I want the COD experience, right? That's still the the pinnacle. Yeah, me. Blops... I will talk about the multiplayer quite a because I obviously play a lot of the Call of Duty Mario players. Mm. And Blops 3, I hated the beta, right? I thought the beta was fucking awful. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I couldn't stand it. But having played the actual proper game, I really like it. Okay. And the reason is, those two maps that are in the beta, or possibly three if you played later on in the beta, are the worst maps in the entire game. <laughs> and the, all the other maps are way better. Okay, that's good to know. Um, so when you play on the, the other maps, it's actually really good. Because mm. uh, it's a lot... One thing I didn't like about the other like the most, the most, other recent CODs is that it's a lot more distance-based fighting going on. Sure. Whereas in Black Ops 3, you get an awful lot of really close quarters battle. That was the thing I liked about two, yeah. Like the, a lot of the maps in just straight it up deathmatch games really were, were close. yeah. There weren't so many super line of sight areas, and that, and that sort of course negated the effect of the most irritating thing in any COD game: snipers. It's yeah. like, how the bloody hell are you good at sniping? It's like I, I don't understand it. I'm terrible at it. I was really good at yeah. sniping in Black Ops Two, but in Black Ops Three <laughs> I can't do it at all because <laughs> the, the aiming of the snipers feels fucking weird. Like it. I don't know. It feels like when you first get down the site, it feels like it aims really quick and then it goes really slow aiming. It's like, what? doesn't make any sense to me. Here's a thought. Do you reckon Call of Duty has reached the point where they can basically pull a Master Chief collection and be all like, here's the best of all the multiplayers? Well, supposedly they're bringing out the Modern Warfare collection. Yeah. Just just like one, two, and three. One, two, and three. But I don't know if they actually will, but that's what the rumours are. Hmm. But yeah, the, the multiplayer is really good. The, the problem still persists where you get shot in the back all the fucking time. Yeah. But that's just because of their spawn systems. Like, there's no... Like, in it felt like in the older CODs, like Modern Warfare 1 and Black Ops 1, that the spawns were much better in that you could always predict that they were going to spawn somewhere in front of you. Right, yeah, yeah. Whereas in since, like, Black Ops 2 and Modern Warfare 3, I think... The spawns have just got so much more erratic yeah, that they I think all, can always spawn behind you and you don't know where they're going to spawn. I think they sort of moved to... Uh, or the way I've sort of I've thought about this over the years, like, and I'm not sure whether it's ever been 
like totally random or whether it's just like they have sort of a weird rotating system over the course of the map where like the spawn zone sort of seem and the spawn zones are quite large i guess but like, they sort very, of just move over it time does, it does like the the halo system where it, it bases where people spawn on the proximity of where other people are but weirdly i think it works in halo right yeah it yeah halo it doesn't works. feel bad halo works but in call of duty it's never worked because mm. a it's probably because it's a much faster paced game so when you spawn if we spawn oh, behind someone runs. yeah you'll be the, behind them instantly kind of mm. thing whereas yeah, in halo maybe. previously before they had sprinting and stuff it would take you ages to actually get yeah. to where they were originally but even in five i don't think it i felt like i've had that problem no, but yeah. then it's only 4v4 in Halo, whereas true. in Cod it's 6v6 yeah. on similar sized maps. Yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, you still get a lot of kills in the back. Um, my biggest problem with Blops 3 is they've basically killed all of the playstyles apart from SMG. Oh, that's alright, I quite like the SMG. Yeah, one. but try yeah. playing with an assault rifle or anything like that, mm. you'll just get killed instantly every time because the SMGs just obliterate you. Hmm. So, balance issues. Yeah, it's just, like they're obviously better at distances, but you yeah. basically never get into distance fights. Right. So you basically force to use an SMG because it's the only thing that's good at close quarters. See, in the beta, I had the Titanfall problem, where the only we- good weapon I found to use was that starting assault rifle, and all the other ones I just didn't get on with at all. Was it the um, Razorback in the beta? No, I, no idea. Don't, don't ask me what the is. Which is like the last one you unlock in the full thing. Yeah. Because the problem, you know, the Titanfall effect was just like, why would you use anything other than the assault rifle? It covers all the bases pretty well. Yeah, but I basically use the starter SMG. It's the only thing I ever do well with. The rest of the guns, just ignore them. Interesting. Which is kind of shitty because in Black Ops Two, I could play a sniper, I could play a, a shotgunner, yeah, I could I, play I an assault rifle. And Black Ops Two is the only game one one of the Call of Duties where I mixed up my style quite a lot. Yeah, in this one, basically the only thing that works is playing with an SMG, and that's kind of shitty. Mm. As fun as it is, it's kind of shitty because it's like I want to run around with an assault rifle sometimes. I want to use shotguns. Hmm. There's just no reason to because you die so fucking quick in this yeah. game. It's free release Black Ops 2, man. That's yeah. All, that's all I want. Do a, do a game with a year edition with nice graphics and I'll be, I'll, be on, I'll be on. It's like in Black Ops 2, if you came up against an SMG with an assault rifle, you still had a chance. Hmm. Whereas in this one, you just don't ever. If you have an assault rifle, you're not going to win a fight against an SMG. I guess if you're, yeah, that close up. I mean, there's something to be said about that. I mean, there's um, while we're doing like multiplayer discussion, I guess there's a, there's an element of that in Halo Five, right? And that they, oh, the they, fucking they... assault rifle will ruin that game. <laughs> I, you see, I think it's really neatly balanced what they've done with assault rifle versus like even including the SMG because the SMG is the SMG ultra is powerful fine. right up close, right? If you're getting into a CQC style fight, yeah, the SMG, the SMG is, fine. is amazing. But then, and, and you'll beat the assault rifle hands down. Yeah. Whereas the assault, uh, the assault rifle has a weird sort of like it has... a middle ground where it's effective. And this is the thing I love about the Halo Five weapon system. It feels like, with the exception of the pistols, maybe like the plasma pistol and the bolt shot, it feels like all the weapons have a place. The problem I have is the assault rifle is good at basically any range. If you scope down it, you can still kill people at long distances without much problem. See, I haven't had that sort of luck. I don't know. And it, yeah. it's, just, it's just, it works at everything. And it's just like, well, I love using the pistol because it takes a lot of skill to headshot people four times yeah. to kill them. Pistol is cool. But the assault rifle just shits all over it, anything other than long range. And it's just like, why? What? It's just, it's just annoys me. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I'm not sure I agree, but I guess experiences will vary. Because Halo Reach was 
if you were good with the pistol, you could outdo someone with the assault rifle. You oh, could yeah. outdo someone with pretty much everything, mm-hmm. apart from maybe the beer, uh, the battle rifles or whatever, mm-hmm. or the DMRs. So I think, yeah. Whereas so I five, disagree. the I assault think... rifle just shits on everything, and it's just like, ah. Oh. I think maybe you've just had a better experience. I don't know. I think like the, it just the, takes the like, skill out of Halo. I think AR and pistol are actually are pretty similar in terms of like speed to down somewhere. Yeah, it is, but it's taken all skill out of Halo because with the assault rifle you can just spray and kill someone. Mm. With the pistol, you have to be dead on accurate in to fairness, kill someone. In fairness, like I, I guess in pre- some a lot of the previous games, the AR became like no point really. Yeah, you just went to the battle rifle, <laughs> which was fine because. <laughs> <laughs> That, that all see, the other weapons take skill. The AR doesn't at no. all. See, I'm quite happy with the fact that like battle rifle isn't just the standard in every game mode because it's like that just became, yeah, that, became, like that, that became so dull. I don't like that. I like the I like that it's back to the assault rifle pistol combo. Yeah, but yeah. I just feel like the assault rifle's too good in Halo Five. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because Halo is all about skill based mm. skill based shooting, which like cods and stuff isn't really. Yeah, cod, cod is more about reaction times. Yeah. It's... But the assault rifle just ruins it in Halo Five because it takes no skill and it obliterates you quicker than you can can with the pistol, especially with the new movement stuff. Whereas before it was quite slow paced, so you could aim a lot easier with the pistols and things. True, but now because you can boost, uh, you, you, can, you can do like thrust boost or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, and you can still spray while doing it, and it makes killing people with the pistol way harder. Yeah, I think there's a I think there's a range where that changes where where. The assault rifle does become kind of useless. I think there was a range where, like that, chain where that that becomes not not true. But yeah, yeah, I guess if you're really skilled with the AR, that can happen. But yeah, I've, I've not encountered that. I yeah. guess people just naturally switch to pistol. But I just find it kind of lame that they've done that because it's the only Halo where I felt like you can win by not having much skill. Okay. Which kind of destroys Halo, in my opinion. I love it. This is like this is the, like Halo. This one is. I don't get me wrong. It's an excellent multiplayer game. Excellent, excellent multiplayer game. But it's this, just this like is, this I is the feel most like I've... the AR needs turning down a bit. Well, fair enough. This is the most I've been into. Like a, a, I don't know. This is the most balanced and the most nuanced, and the most and the nicest it's ever felt to me since the original Halo Two days. Like, and I, you know, I was quite big on Halo Three, and I got into Reach quite a lot as well, but. This is hitting that sweet spot that I remember from uni. It's like it's rekindling those sort of like, oh, this is just the right level of everything feels good everywhere. I still think Reach is the best. You're probably right. I mean, like, you know, going back to the Master Chief Collection, playing Halo 2 now is a weird experience, right? It doesn't feel right at all mm-hmm. um, in its unchanged form. I still think, you know, games on midship are still fun, but that's about it. <laughs> but yeah, going back to going back to that now feels weirdly out of place. Was, oh, it just it just feels so good now. Yeah, it is really good. It feels so good. I just yeah, I just don't like the assault rifle. It just feels too good. Like, I think it needs to take a bit longer to kill people with it. Yeah. So we've done any zombies in COD? I've done a little bit, not too much, because I've never really into the zombies. How's Ron Perlman? I don't know who that is. <laughs> he's one of the characters, apparently. No. He's the guy the, that plays the, um... the fucking characters in it are always hilarious though. Uh, yeah. Some of the things they say is just absolutely Absolutely brilliant. They've got like Heather Graham in it as well. Oh, is she, is she the woman one? Yeah, she? I forget who the uh, is. One of them. Um, what's his face? You know, the scientist from Jurassic Park. Yep. Um, oh, really? Yeah. What's his What's his goddamn name? Jeff Goldblum. Yep. That's it. Yeah. 
The only oh, question I didn't is, even notice. Does he does he ever say must go faster? <laughs> must go faster. I don't think so. Because <laughs> that would be the obvious thing to do. <laughs> the, yeah. the things they do come out with, I can't remember any of fans haven't played it in ages, the zombies move, but it's it's bloody hilarious sometimes. <laughs> the problem I always had, like, I, I'm, and I'm hoping they've changed it for this one, is that those get those zombie modes were always way too hard and to like to get anywhere interesting. Like if you're Yeah, it is me, still too hard for me. And like and if you're playing solo, there's no value to them. Um, uh, and, a, and it was just poor at matchmaking you and stuff like that. Like the, you know, the one in Black Ops Two, I thought was like, "There's some really interesting ideas here. I can do none of them. This is a complete yeah, waste." On it's me. still the same for that for me. Uh, like it's, it's 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 there's a lot of depth to it. There's a lot of things you can do. There's lots of like because it's like a story now, isn't it? Like you, you yeah. progress through it. Feels more like a campaign, like a Left 4 Dead, I guess, in some ways. Yeah, there's lots of like hidden things. You can, there's like hidden keys you can pick up hmm. that do stuff, but. I've only ever got to the point of getting like one or two of them and I've never been to any of the secret like special bits because you just die after like round nine. It's just like... I can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, you just can't get anywhere with it. I don't know how people do it. Maybe I'm too stingy with my coins or whatever. Yeah, To buy better weapons and stuff. Just buy everything real quick, see what happens. Spend all your money. But you have to be like really good at getting points to survive. Mm. And it's just... It, it just seems too hard. Like it should have difficulty modes. I feel. What was the thing about the uh, like the wave based mode in Advanced Warfare? Right, because the achievements were like like get flip the map or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, like, I did some... that. I've never quite. I think I was like one level away from it, and then I we flipped it once and nearly flipped it twice, which is oh, the wow. average. Yeah, yeah, flip flop. Yeah, I didn't quite get it. It was like a couple of rounds off or something. Uh, but, but yeah, that that was easier than zombies. Sure, but it still takes forever. Yeah, it does. I, like, I played the game for like fifty minutes, and we were still hadn't flipped it yet, and it's. Ugh. These games are too long. Although, I, pref- I prefer that wave style mode to the zombies mode. Mm. The zombies mode just doesn't click with me. Or maybe they need to take zombies back to some more being more simple. Or I don't know. Like, just have difficulty settings. Well, it's like they've added so much stuff in it. Like you can become a monster to power things on and open <laughs> right. certain doors. You can only open certain doors when you're in monster mode. Okay. Uh, and you can grab ledges that you can only get to when in monster mode. Weird. To, to turn things on and open certain things. And <laughs> it's just really complicated. There's a lot to do in it. I'm and it's like, I'm never going to be able to do any of it, so what's the point? I always kind of work on it. It wasn't the thing about... The whole thing about Black Ops 2 was is that there was like some really big, weird mysteries that you just had to try and figure out. Otherwise, the whole level was a big loop or something. Like, once you got onto the bus yeah. and went to a different area, and then you had a fight, and then you had to do something to get the bus to work. But then there's some apparition in the fields that you could unlock if you did certain things, and that was how you technically beat the mode. Yeah, there's but, a lot of that stuff in there. But, and, uh, but none of it is spelled out. No, you're trying exactly. To figure it out. There is a lot of stuff like that in there, which I'm never going to figure out, so it's just like... Because I can barely survive round nine, as I said. So yeah, even yeah. when playing with four people online, yeah, it's, it's strange that they haven't just decided to spin that off in a way. I guess Treyarch won't, like Activision won't let them. But like, it's it sounds like like with the t- sort of talent they're getting in, like you know the actors that they're getting involved, and also like it's not that I think that they're perhaps going about those games badly. Like they're, perhaps they're not for me and stuff like that. But it feels like they put so much effort into them. Why don't they just spin it off? Mm. You have, to, you have to give them credit, though. Black Ops 3 is a lot of value for money in that it's game. Pretty, yeah, it sounds like a friggin' enormous game. Yeah, there's a lot a lot of value in there. Um, going back to the multiplayer, though, one of the things I really, really despise is the whole superpower thing. The supers. Oh, the new, the new the specialists. Yeah. It just it just feels so fucking cheap. 
Like you're on a good streak and then someone will just one shot you with the incinerator gun or whatever it's called. Yeah, well, the the infiltrator or something. Or the crossbow. That, yeah, the sparrow or the one shot pistol. Oh, I haven't even seen that. Which is uh, like the uh, the one from Destiny, basically the revolver that kills you in one shot. Because doesn't like the cyber soldier have like Halo's railgun, basically that you know you charge up for a bit and it just sort of fires and that, insta kills. The robot, the robot guy has a, a minigun that opens up over his arm. How does he? Or was it just, no, there was the, from the beta. There was like the cyber soldier and his gun. Oh, the cyber soldier guy. His yeah, gun there's was an just actual, like an insta kill railgun type thing. Yeah, there's an actual robot character though who's got like a. Minigun in his arm, and you just go oh, okay. and just obliterate everyone. With well, the miniguns have never worked for me in those games. It's like in Advanced Warfare, where you could like get the suit or something that had like giant miniguns attached to it or something. That was just the worst. <laughs> you just got killed every time you tried to yeah. use it. I just it it would just be a better game without it, in my opinion. Mm. It just it's just like that was the problem I had with Destiny was the supers. It's just like a excuse for bad players to get easy to kills. get to get something. Yeah, it's like it's an ex- it's. A thing they've added so bad players can get like a kill streak without getting a kill streak is what it feels like. I'm not necessarily against that, and like just it, it, for that reason because you know you've got to try and make you have got to make players that aren't as good as the others like sometimes get a little victory, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, but it just feels you get them cheap when you're on a good kill streak, mm. and then it just get ruined because someone one shots you with an incinerator gun or what. Or the infiltrate, whatever the hell it's called, the one-shot pistol from the other side of the map. Mm. It's just like, oh great! So I've just lost this big streak of a build up because yeah. someone happened to have their super and one-shot me from the other side of the map. Yeah, I mean, perhaps it does. Oh, I guess it's because they're on cooldowns and weird like that. It's, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you solve that problem. It's, really. part, it's part of the game, yeah. but it's just like I wish it wasn't because mm. it was better without them. Yeah. But then, like, you have the, the flip side where you're someone like me and you really don't get streaks very often. And it's like, and then you never get to use any of the cool stuff. Well, yeah, that's the thing, though, because I'm getting quite good at Black Ops 3 now, which is the first COD since Black Ops 2 I've actually been able to do well at. <laughs> and it's just like, when you start building out, like, I've nearly got a 15 kill streak like a few times now, mm. and it's been ruined every time because someone just supers me. Mm. And it's just like, oh, man, that just feels so cheap when you're getting kill streaks by playing well, and then it just gets ruined by someone who happens to have their super. Yeah, no, I can understand that. Well, they um, should. The easy way to fix that would just be make it so that if you die for a super, it doesn't reset your kill streak. <laughs> that would be the balance. Because yeah. then they're still getting kills, but it's not fucking up everyone else's kill streaks. Yeah, I guess. Or that it doesn't damage your streak. Or maybe perhaps it knocks a bit off your streak, but doesn't kill it or yeah, something. something. Yeah. Because even if you have like a UAV up or something mm. and you know where they are, they'll still obliterate you quicker than you can actually shoot them with skill yeah and it just feels like I've always wondered if that's how they should balance the streak thing right so like you go into a match and it's like instead of starting from scratch every time you work up to the next level and then like and then so your level 2 one you have to earn all the points again well, that's but, what's but when you die you go you go back to like well no but when you die you start and you're only building up towards level 2 if you see what I mean so it's like you have to go through the levels in order but each one takes a certain number of points. You could, if you wanted, queue up three really big kill streaks, but they take much longer to get to, or something. Well, um, but you have to do the entire point total for each one of those. So you work mm. to your first one, and it's like, okay, I've got all the points for that. And then you could work to the next. So they're in a queue as opposed to a like having to get build them, them all, all up from scratch every time. Yeah, but then. Which then, does, but then maybe that falls into the category, like you said, of them effectively then being like supers because everyone gets them over time. Yeah, I guess. So you mean the the points you get towards it doesn't reset? 
No, it does. So, you, so when you die, they still go back to zero, but only on the, at the level you'd reached. So say your first one is a UAV, you claim that, and but, then and then that like f- effectively rotates. So the next one, you die, and you go back to the second one on your list because you haven't achieved that yet. But then, but then the points go up like within that level, like you know, so they're not like cumulative in the same way. But then let's say you but, have a UAV, um, a care package, and a stealth chopper. Hmm. If once you've got your UAV, there's a good chance you probably won't ever get anything else ever again. So you're never yeah. going to get a UAV again. Uh, yeah, I know. There is there is that to we, it. But it's like, I wonder if that's an inch. Or you could just set free your UAVs. I don't know. Um, to, into your, or only have UAVs in your queue. Yeah, but um, then you can't ever get a chance to get anything better. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, it's it's a, it's an interesting wrinkle. I kind of uh, like... It might be worth experimenting and see how that pans out, if it is good or bad. Because I, I honestly don't know. I, I kind of liked how the out. other games did it with the support class system, whereas your points never reset, but you could only get kill streaks that are supported to the team. Okay, right. Which is yeah. like UAVs. Um, sure, not actual kill streaks per se. Yeah, I like that idea of it because... Mm. Then, if like you can't get the kill streaks, that gave you an option of when you're guaranteed yeah. to get something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can get behind that. That is a neat idea. Which is what the other games had, but I don't. Yeah. This one doesn't have anything like that. But yeah, I use. Um, I. I. It's still. It's hard to get kill streaks in Call of Duty. Yeah. Well, because anything can happen in an instant, right? Well, like even get to get UAV. If you don't have Hardline, which gives you extra points towards stuff, it takes you five kills without dying to get a UAV. Yeah. It did seem, which it did is seem hard, like they made them longer. Which like, is hard for a normal person who's like a casual at COD. Like, yeah. Then they're probably hardly ever going to get five kills without dying. Yeah, it was a rarity. Even for Let me. alone all the other ones, which are way more points. Mm. Which is why I, I use Hardline and I use the Specialist, which um, has... A timed thing which gives you double points towards okay. kill streaks. Mm. It's called a combat focus. Oh, okay, and that's the only way I ever get kill streaks mm. is from using hardline and combat focus. Basically, <laughs> basically gun for it. Like have everything geared up for getting you streaks quicker. Yeah. So to summarize, based on your experience of just the multiplayer, where does this sit in the pantheon um, of the duty it's calls? Definitely the best one since Blops Two. Okay. Blops 2 is still better right? because of all the cheapness and the movement that they've added to Blops 3, which I don't mm. feel is needed at all. Right. Um, and also the fact that basically the only way you can play is with SMGs. Okay. Which kind of ruins the game <laughs> in yeah. that respect. Like, there's no... You can't play other classes. At least I, I can't, anyway. Because I've got to be honest, I'm still sat at that point where it's like, this doesn't feel like... <laughs> This doesn't feel like the COD for me this year's. Like, I don't know what it is. There's something like every other year that I look at a COD game and go, you know what? No, I, I don't think this is, this is, there's something about, it's something, in, even though I enjoyed my time with the beta, there's something about it that made me go, I've had my fill. You know, it's like, I, I, I this isn't going to grab me. I've kind of understood you at this point. Well, so once I played the beta, I was like, right, I'm not buying it this year. <laughs> but you did. But I did. And I'm glad I did because it's actually a lot of fun. <laughs> Because the maps that aren't that weren't in the beta are actually really good maps, mm. the majority of them anyway. And of course, the other fact is you and I seem to have exact opposite tastes when it comes to shooters. <laughs> not so it's not like... necessarily true. <laughs> we both like Halo a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, but you're yeah, like, yeah. Okay, we both like COD. It's yeah. just I play it more. That's the difference. Yeah, maybe. Like if you played it as much as I did, you'd probably be the same. True, but I don't enjoy it as much as you do. Is the thing. Like, yeah, I, the, I it doesn't get it. its claws in. I me enjoy it because I'm quite good at it. No, I, yeah, yes, yeah, I, I can get that. 
But I'm not. And game, I never games to are always more fun that. when you're better at them. Mm, yeah, maybe. Like I've managed, as I say, I managed to get some nearly 15, which is still pretty lame compared to a lot of people out there. Mm. 15 kill streaks or whatever, but still can't cross over your Counter Strike skills. Well, still not cross over. <laughs> I'm still really bad at Counter Strike, and I'm fucking legendary eagle now. I yeah, think that if you think you're bad at Counter Strike, oh boy, like I don't know, <laughs> I think you're pretty good. Counter Strike isn't that difficult though, really. It's quite sorry, a, um, <laughs> sorry. It's, it's the hardest game ever. It's not that difficult. Well, I mean, I haven't played any of the recent. Yeah. Recent. All right. Now you've said that, you have to fucking play it and then come back to me and tell me. Did yeah, it's you fucking get easy. a copy of Go? I played Source, and that, I was well good at that. I mean, I was ranked at the time, exactly, but yeah. it's not. It's not a complicated game at all. It's just oh, no, like point and shoot because <laughs> the majority of the time it's not point and shoot. Though. That's the problem with Counter Strike. Well, it's not got exactly like bullet fall off or any shit like from Battlefield. No, but there's recoil that you have to control, which is unbelievably retarded. It was incredibly easy to do in Source. It was just like bump up everything. You just went, and you'll die. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, because it wasn't ranked though. The only thing that was difficult you about playing against hard people. Probably. The only thing that's difficult about Counter Strike is is grenades. Basically, <laughs> that's where the actual difficulty of Counter Strike is because the grenades are weird they and they always have been in those games. They don't do a great deal of damage and they and they have somewhat... weird physics to them. Yeah, the arcs are a little long. And of course, the other real trick to Counter Strike is knowing the maps incredibly well. I yes. mean, which is helped by the fact that there's not many. <laughs> I still think if you think the shooting in Call of Duty uh, in Counter Strike is easy, then you yeah, haven't I, played it properly. <laughs> I, would love, I would love to see you play it now because like it feels harder than it's ever been to me right now. I don't think it can be that different because that was kind of the whole point, wasn't it? <laughs> kind of because <laughs> they can't fuck with Call of Duty with Counter Strike. It's not necessarily because of the mechanics. I think everyone's just got better. Well, I mean, sure, that makes sense. It's, yeah, that's yeah. the whole point of having ranking, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's meant to help that problem. It would be interesting to see you play it, though, having made those comments, and then to see what actually yeah. happens when you play it. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd be because I've been playing it for about a year now, and um, I still—it's been longer than a year, isn't it? <laughs> no, I started last November-ish. Oh, all right. Um, Boy, you fell in that hole hard. <laughs> yeah, I love it because it's so hard. That's why I love it. Uh, that, it sides too hardcore for me. I think I, I enjoy it. But the problem is, is, you guys have got so far ahead of me now that I can't really play with you anymore. Like when I when I come in, it's like because I'm so deranked, like underranked compared to you. I end up in games where I was like, I have no place here. <laughs> it's like I'm. I, I should be. I should be slapped out of this room. And then you were by knives. Well, yes. <laughs> It's it's a stupidly hard game. Like, yeah, anyone who says it's easy has never played at a decent level. <laughs> uh, it's, it's insane. It is insane. It's just that it's not. But you you saying using the bullpup or whatever the AUG? Yeah, the classic. because one shot headshot with that and you kill people. Well, but it doesn't mean the shooting. <laughs> but it doesn't mean the shooting is easy because you can use the the one the gun with a sight. Yeah. Or the SG. The SG has a scope. Yeah, the SG has a scope as well. But that was the gun that everyone used at the time. Nobody yeah. uses it now. Well, I know. Right. But that's because they rebalanced it. That, but that's because they actually balanced it so that all the guns were more fireable rather than just that one gun. It was like how you either used that or the AK, and I never understood who, how, how anyone was good one. with the AK. Oh, that's, <laughs> the, that's exactly it. The AK is the one gun you need to be able to be good with. Because yeah, I mean, I it's one-shot kills. It never used to be. It never used to make sense to me. It used to seem like that was the spray gun back in the day. 
which I mean made sense at the time. <laughs> it has got a crazy spree. Yeah. Like, other than that first shot, that's the it's that, crazy. Yeah, that's the point. That and the M4 are the main guns you should be using, mm. and they're the hardest to use in the whole game. I like, see, I like the M4, but I like the M4 silence because its spray pattern makes a bit more sense. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people use the silence one. Yeah, it's, it's, but it is annoying that it, like a single headshot isn't enough with it. Yeah, it's the same with the unsilenced one as well. Though. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. I didn't realize they're both the same, like in terms of damage output. Oh, I, I assumed the silence was less because of its easier spray. No, it has about the same, but it has much less bullets. Ah, uh, yes, of course. I forget. It only that. has twenty bullets in the clip instead of thirty, yes. and you only have two clips worth. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that's, or that's, three clips worth. Okay, that makes sense. I wonder what Team Fortress would have ended up like if they had put the grenades in like they were going to originally. Because that was the thing about Team Fortress 2. When they, Bad. Yeah, they decided to take the grenades out because the grenades were like the Counter-Strike grenades and that was the the thing that was the skill barrier. Mm. You know what? Yeah, I think it would have been bad with, 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 with them in there. I don't think Team Fortress would have had that same feel. I don't think the grenades in Counter-Strike are that bad. No, they're, they're, they're okay. not that dangerous. They're just really tricky. Well, they're much mm. easier than they were, I think, now. Yeah, I like, imagine they probably are. Like, if you want a grenade to go there, you can easily make it go there now. Like, I don't have any problems with they're grenades definitely... being trickier. Well, anyway. I said they were unpredictable, but I meant, like, yeah, their, phys- their physics are... Uh, I, I think they feel... Maybe in terms I think of they, general I, physics. Yeah, I think they still feel odd, but they're... they're, 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 they're I didn't mean unpredictable is what I meant. Like I meant that they feel odd, but, the, but but they are definitely you. You know where this grenade is going to go. Yeah, like the old grenades. They basically just handle like spheres, like yeah. perfect ball spheres. They bounce totally predictably. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah, the old grenades used to just feel like they were made of rubber almost because they bounce so ridiculously much. Like, yeah, well, they Some still, of them they still, still do, do off yeah. walls, right? I mean, the, the floor bounce isn't as bad as well, it used to be. They are with flashbangs. Oh, well, okay. You can do um, what's called pop flashes, like which Throw is straight down. Yeah, well, like there's there's lots of ways of doing a pop flash, but basically what a pop flash is is you throw a grenade so it ends up landing behind you, right? So you only get partially blind, but everyone mm. else that you're trying to attack is fully blind because they're looking at you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. So there's ways of doing it, like bouncing it off the I floor. Like on Dust 2, you know when you're going up towards the B-side, mm. it's like a ramp upwards. Because you've got the You slope. can throw a grenade at the floor so it bounces off the floor over the wall into the... Oh. Yeah, that's cool. And stuff like that. It's like I did a... Um... That is one of my Halo tactics every now and then. And like the classic throw a grenade against the wall. Oh, in front yeah, of yeah. You. I do that all the time. That's, that's fun when you pull that off. And I didn't realise it, but Halo does actually have grenade kills. They just do, like, bugger all damage. Yeah. Like, if you hit someone with them, and you get, like, the fastball medal if you do that. It's like, oh, I didn't even realise this was in the game. Awesome. It's like you can actually kill people in Counter-Strike with hitting them directly with a flash grenade. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that that's always been a thing. Old but it only does 2 HP of damage, so they have to be on 2 HP for you to kill them with it. <laughs> I saw that one time in, like, 1.6 Counter-Strike, and because it's such a rare thing, they hadn't, like, properly made the kill icon for it, so it was just huge. Or maybe that was intentional, maybe it was actually a glitch, but it was just, like, <laughs> this giant grenade icon appeared in the kill <laughs> screen. I remember that, yeah. It's just like a holy shit sort of sort of icon. It's like someone actually did this. <laughs> yeah, it was neat. But yeah, you need to play Counter Strike, and then you'll see how hard it really is. I need to go play Battlefield some more. Apparently, really? Well, because we have played three in forever. Yeah, but can we play three and not four? Is that well, still viable? Could. Because you know we don't like four <laughs> comparatively. Or do we have to play Battlefront? That's God the next question. Battlefront is way it's good I like Battlefront and I'll tell you why 
because it's super fucking easy. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's no fall. skill involved in it at all. It's great. There's, no, there's not going to be any bullet fall off on lasers. No, there's no bullet fall off. There's no ammo, really. And there's no... Yeah, it's super casual and I like casual games. Hmm. Well, it's the Plants vs. Zombie for Star Wars. Kind of. <laughs> it's like you don't always have to have a game that's super skillful. And... Boy, it's a good looking game, though. Well, it does. It, it runs so good as well. Like, Does it run at 60 on Xbox? Like, or is yeah, it, it does, it, yeah. It does, wow. Okay. But it's like, uh, it only runs at 720p, I think, on Xbox, though. Ah. And it's only 900 on PS4. Okay. But, yeah, I run the PC the... one on Ultra, and it doesn't even, like, it runs at 60. It's like, it's not even trying on I was about to say, yeah, I didn't, I had, I didn't, I had to knock it down a little bit when I was playing the beta. Like, it didn't um, run perfect when I knocked it up to Super, or Ultra, or whatever they call it. But, man, that is a, ha- I, I couldn't even notice the difference, to be honest, between no, those that, two I levels. No, I can't see a difference. It's an unbelievably good-looking game. I mean, Frostbite engine, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah, still, still, somehow, the engine. It's it's properly. Although I have to admit, some of the snow does look a bit like plasticine. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, some, some of it's not that great, but most of it is fucking plastic, impressive plastic. looking. Yeah, it's amazing. I think I think the, the one thing I come away thinking, oh, that could be a little bit better, is when like ships explode. Yeah, like you know, that explosion yeah. graphic is a bit poop and doesn't actually seem to be at sixty. You know what I mean? It's like a low animation rate explosion. But you know, if you were to if you were to see it from afar, or if you're watching a stream online at thirty frames per second, it looks absolutely fine. It's just weirdly in gameplay, it doesn't look quite right. I think explosions are probably the one thing that Battlefield has always sucked at visually. Really, they're they're always like. You just see the vehicle turn into a black shell, and then some flames come yeah. out. <laughs> I, I, I want to say it was better in the bat, in the battlefield ones. I don't know, like you know, when you see it, apart from the black shelly thing, the actual physical effect of the it like, got better the but... flames and the smoke that comes off, and the little particles that come out. And oh, let's let, if we're being totally honest about this stuff, dice bloody well know how to do a soundtrack. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, it's just the sound's incredible. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like, even in the battlefield games, that they, they are. They are fantastic, but the Star Wars one takes it to a new level. It's so good. Well, the Star Wars one, probably they had a lot of... They, they must have had full access to the entire Star Wars library yeah. sounds, right? And it's Basically all pre-made for them, essentially. But there's something about how they just mix it down, right? It's more than just putting Star Wars in a game. It's like how you make them, them work in the environment, how you make them echo, how you make them change over distance. Which, in fairness, I think Halo does a fantastic job. Yeah, the well. Halo sound... The Halo sound mix is, is insane. Really good, yeah. yeah. Speaking of sound mixes and moving on to a different game. Yep. You need to talk about Fallout because yeah. we're running long. Yes, that too. That, that one thing that's been really annoying. This is maybe going to turn up in our game of the year worst audio thing. Oh, oh, oh. This is my favorite category. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, in Fallout 4, I've mostly been playing with the atmospheric, like not tuned to the radio, just the atmospheric music. Mm. Mainly because... They brought back a lot of the old songs from Fallout 3 again, and I know fucking every one of those songs off my heart. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to hear those again. Yeah. Even though there's a few new ones mixed in, there's just not enough to be, right, make yeah. me stay on that radio station. And then there's the alternative... Is that can... the one problem with picking that era, you reckon? Like, they've actually run out of tunes? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they there have. There must be hundreds yeah, of there tunes. Must be way more... It's just licensing, I'm sure. Or you could tune to the classical radio station, but I don't think that fits, okay, really. Yeah. So I've been mostly listening to the atmospheric music. But the trouble with that is, the worst thing, is there's one of the atmospheric music tracks which sounds like distant gunfire. Uh, <laughs> so I'm always what? confused when I hear it. I'm like, 
Because sometimes you'll hear the stick gunfire and you're like, oh, there's some people fighting over there, I should go look. But then that, sometimes that tra- that track's playing and I'm like, wait, this isn't actually gunfire, is it? That's the, that soundtrack that sounds oh. like distant gunfire. <laughs> that is odd. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I, I think that's a legitimate entry. I will, I will mark that in my notes. It's not. It's, it's like you can sort of tell because it's not as noticeable. Like it's it's sort of quieter in that mix. That it's not even. I mean, it's just like it's meant to be some kind of backing beat to the track, just slightly like faded out. So it's not as loud as the distant gunfire actually is in the game. Maybe we should ask Kips this as a closer because yeah. he might not be involved in our game of the year. Who knows? <laughs> like, like you know, maybe you should put your random shouts in, and I'll add them to the <laughs> lists somewhere. Yeah, you have to let me know what the categories and shit are. But well, you don't uh, need going, to know that. Just make stuff up. I'll go back to the Fallout. <laughs> we'll make it work. Yeah. Overall, the, the, it's not too bad though, is it? Overall, like the ambient music is quite. Yeah, good, I, I actually quite like the ambient. I mean, that's why it hasn't been so bad to have the radio turned off because I like. Yeah. I have been slightly getting the stupid the song that plays when you're in town stuck in your head or sanctuary anyway I guess mm. your main home base if that's where you've chosen the main home base the backing music that plays there the sort of it's like weirdly French it's got some accordions yeah. going on and I'm like well that's strange but that track plays too much because <laughs> I'm always in town building the town I guess so yeah Fallout 4 been playing a lot of it uh, it's fine I don't I sort of understand what people are complaining about, but I haven't had, I haven't had many problems. Yeah. I haven't mean, had many crashes or anything. I mean, let's, I just get this, let's just get this out of the way. It's a Bethesda game, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what people say. I mean, I haven't had... But I've, I've seen a lot of weird bugs on the PC version that I haven't seen on the console version. Well, there, there were a lot of complaints about terminals on the yeah, PC Yeah, the terminals version. where you get stuck on them and you can't get well, out I never, of I never had that bug. That was just like one thing that... I've seen a lot of people get that. Supposedly, yeah. it was just like, it's just... I mean, that... I don't think that one is a random bug. I think that's just like you either have it or you don't. Yeah, <laughs> it very much sounds like that because it's not one you can then go back and do that section again and have it not happen. It seems to be like once you're in the state where you're having that bug, you can't get rid of it. Yeah, so which, I haven't had that. Which is really bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't seen any real bugs or crashes. Well, I haven't even really seen that much glitchiness to it. Like Skyrim was probably way more glitchy on average, like, you know, the old bodies flying into the air and stuff. I haven't had that happen yet. Although I have seen a couple of videos of that happening, but yeah. then that's always going to happen. There's no, always going to be videos of weird shit happening. You know what? I don't care about that. Bodies flying yeah, exactly. into the air physics glitches. I'm totally okay with. Yeah. Even, yeah. even like, well, well, I've got plenty recorded of us when we were playing through Halos recently. Like, most of those Halo games have weird physics yeah. glitches. Yeah. The only, so, basically, there's only been one one major bug that I've... Well, there's been, like, the minor bug where your settlement status doesn't update correctly a lot. Like, you'll just be travelling around and you'll look at your settlement list and you'll be like, oh, this settlement has no beds now for some reason. Then you'll go there and it's like, no, it's perfectly fine. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Thanks for making me fast travel around the map. But the only real major bug I've had, which was very nearly great game-breaking for me, was... Basically, well, not not to go into, like, spoilers for it, I guess, but there's meant to be this mechanic where you're building your towns with your settlers and stuff, and the settlements can come under attack by raiders and mercenaries and other stuff, and super mutants or whatever, and that's fine. But there's also, a, like, a certain type of attack where in the story... The story of Fallout 4 is basically about synthetic humanoid robots that are indistinguishable from actual humans replacing humans. <laughs> That's one of the main plot points of Fallout 4, I guess. Synths, Synths. Right? Yeah, yeah. 
And so that's meant to be able to happen to your town. So like one of your settlers can get replaced by a synth oh, and then attack it yeah. from within. I've heard that. That is cool. So <laughs> that's cool. And it's like, in theory, that would be good. Except I had it, had it cause a really terrible bug where, <laughs> I mean, I assume it just does like a random, like it randomly chooses a settler to change, to be changed into a synth or whatever. But unfortunately, in my town, it chose a cow. <laughs> really (laughs) which I'm pretty sure it's not meant to be able to do which is why this went horribly wrong because basically the cow became a synth at some point like I could load different saves and be like okay if I murder this cow now which is going to aggro everyone in my town but if I do it now it's not a synth it just drops normal meat but if I do it now it is a synth and it drops like synth components and a gun (laughs) which it shouldn't be able to have So it, it, it somehow turned into a sip, which I'm pretty sure the game is not designed to do. Because the problem with it is that when it triggers the attack, when it like goes into evil mode, where it's like, oh, shit, your settlers have realized it's a simp and, and then they fight. Hmm. The cow can't go aggro because it's a passive creature. It can't, right. it can't become aggroed to your settlement or you. So doesn't it just, oh, what, so the, the other guys don't notice it either? No, or? they still shoot at it, which is weird because it's green to you and your, and if you shoot it, they aggro on you because they still think it's green oh, to your wow. settlement. Okay, so so you can't, can't shoot it, you have to wait for your settlement, settlers to shoot it. But because it's also not aggering and turning into an enemy, the game doesn't realise that you've solved the the attack. So the attack happens regardless of whether it's alive or not. So in the end, like I was trying to fix this, I was loading up a save before before the attack started and using the console to just kill the cow. Oh right, yeah. And it would like you die, and it would drop the synth components and the gun, and I'd be like, okay. But when you travel away from your settlement, the game still thinks the attack is happening, so everything in your settlement starts getting damaged, even though there's no enemies there. Oh wow! And I was like, well, fuck! <laughs> now I'm screwed. That's what happens if you go you go back and you still can't sort it out? No, it just like it sticks in this weird perpetual attack state. But what it's like, and if you have the mission for defend your settlement, that never goes away either because it doesn't know that the defense has succeeded because no enemies died. Oh boy! So basically, you just have to let that settlement die. Yeah, that's what I was thinking for a while. But then there was like there was one time where it randomly completed the mission. For I didn't really do anything different. The cows, I still console killed the cow, and the settlers still commented on the synth attack. But then it randomly, the mission completed and it sorted itself out. It still damaged a bunch of my shit when I fast traveled away. But when I went back, it was like, now we're good. <laughs> okay. So eventually I got past that. That was a pain. Fucking stupid cows. Never have cows in your settlement. That's my advice. If you ever see a cow joining one of your settlements, just go to the console and kill it if you're on PC. <laughs> <laughs> Don't build the cow feed trough. Don't encourage them. Because apparently it could potentially fuck you up real good. Yeah, that's really the only major bug I've had. Nobody wants beef burgers, basically. <laughs> yes. Also, well, there is, there's been another random occurrence in my town where one of the traders, their cow, gets stuck in like a sound loop. And it's not really a sound loop. It's like it glitches and just plays sounds every millisecond. So you just go... <laughs> it just sounds like it's vibrating with all these weird <laughs> mooing and shuffling sound effects. <laughs> For a little while. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had a glitch on. Um, I've had quite a lot of glitches on Tomb Raider. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw you playing that. Yeah. One of which is a bit like that, where you can um, you can um, craft like things on the fly now. Mm. So, like, you pick up like an empty can, you can craft it into like a smoke grenade. Right. And sometimes when you throw them, 
they don't go off properly and they get stuck in the ground or on objects and they just go... <laughs> they physics, <laughs> physics it up. Yeah, and they just get stuck like that for ages. Right. <laughs> so all you hear for like the next 10 minutes is... <laughs> this can. Then it's been more than enough occasions of that happening in Halo 2, didn't we? You just wander past and say, oh, there's a jiggle gun. Yep, there's a jiggling gun. And I have had that once in Halo 5 multiplayer on Coliseum where a sniper rifle got stuck in a wall <laughs> and was just sort of sitting there going... Blah, blah, blah. That happens quite a lot in Fallout with skeletons. For some reason, skeletons have really dodgy physics, where like as soon as you disturb them, they like freak out. And if they have to be <laughs> against or in the edge of a bit of geometry, you can get them jiggling quite a lot, making a skeleton bone-hitting noise. <laughs> tockety, tockety, tock. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Also, there's fucking skeletons all over the goddamn place that don't make any sense in Fallout. All these people supposedly died in a nuclear attack oh, yeah, 200 years ago. But they're just like posed. And they're just casually like, sitting in chairs and stuff. And it's like, that's not how that works. Well, you like to you think fall that, on the ground. You like to think that someone went back like over the over the years and just thought, no, this doesn't look right. Let's put them all sitting up. Like, like some dude somewhere has just posed them all. And also still, in even now, no children or babies. I mean, come on. That's, okay. Yeah, that's a little odd. <laughs> I guess they just want, I guess because of like, uh, are they worried about like emergent gameplay sort of getting them involved in firefights and having child and baby deaths? Well, I mean, that was the pro- that was what like happened in Free in New Vegas was just like the children were invulnerable. Yeah, okay. like that's just that's oh, just I, a I bum seen, solution. I have seen one child and <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen any of that for yet. So and he's invulnerable. Yeah, so. actually. Mm. Although he might be a plot character and vulnerable, that could be the other reason. I don't, to be I don't think he is. He didn't even do anything, as far as I could tell, but. So there's been a lot of discussion like about whether Fallout 4 should be better because, you know, what is it, we're a decade on, what, is it a dec- how long has it been? Four since? years. <laughs> well, no, since Fallout 3. Four years. You mean four, only four years since 3? It must be longer than that. Yeah, it was four years. Mm, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It must be longer than that. I'm sure it was four years. Well, New Vegas didn't come out that long ago, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the last of Fallout 3, essentially. Okay, I won't bother fact-checking it, but okay, it's been a while. But, the, you know, in the jump to, like, it, you could argue, okay, let's let's say, like, a go for Oblivion, right? All this is effectively built on Oblivion, right? Yeah. Like, ultimately. And um, the, the, in the time since that came out, near the start of the 360s life cycle, that, um, uh, you know, that, that perhaps some of this stuff should have been sorted by now. Um but then, of course, the other argument, the flip side to that is, well, no one makes games with as large a scope as um, as Bethesda, right? Their games, are, their games are like the biggest and most, like they have the, the most stuff you can do. I mean, people, Although the counter to that is Metal Gear. Yeah, well, Metal people, Gear is quite a lot you can do. It. People have been saying that like now there's Metal Gear and Witcher 3 to some extent. Yeah. It's just like maybe everyone's starting to catch up on that front. Mm. I think, but then Bethesda added stuff this time. Well, like instead of perfecting what they did, they, they decided to add stuff. Arguably, they added stuff. I mean, like the settlement building is incredibly basic and not actually as useful as it seems. And that was basically a mod for Skyrim that got well, not a mod. It was a DLC for Skyrim that they put into the game really half-assedly into Fallout Four, basically. Hmm. But I, it's like. I'm pretty sure this really should be the last time they get away with making a game on this engine. It's right. like they've pushed it as far as they possibly can, I think. But it's a, isn't it a, like a, a totally new version of Creation Engine, or is it, is it just... Yeah, a... they say that every time, though. Like, they said that for Skyrim. It was like, no, this is clearly just as, just the same as it was in Fallout right, 3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's four years since New Vegas. Yeah, that makes oh, sense. Okay, so it's a bit longer since 3, but... Probably yeah, okay. 6. 
Yeah. Probably six, right? But yeah, I think this is like the last time they can get away with making it on this same engine. They have like done some improvements to the movement. Like it feels a bit more physical, like when you're running around and jumping and stuff. And obviously the guns actually work like guns now, which is important. <laughs> Rather than for that yes. free where it was like all dice roll. That, that sounds like the most important change in the game to me. Although so. arguably that also makes it kind of weird in some other ways. Like sniping's incredibly easy now. It's just like you just put the reticle on a guy miles away and just shoot and he dies. <laughs> <laughs> or at least he gets hit. But but it also like it's a weird like trade off with the VATS way it used to work. Because now there's this weird sort of range problem where like Really far away when you're using sniper scopes, it's just like point and click because you can't, you, there's no spray. Right, it's like yeah. your bullet always goes to where the crosshair is. It's just a matter of you putting it on the guy. So they haven't modeled drop off or anything. No. Like yeah. uh, and then there's like mid range where it's fine. It's just like normal gun shooting mechanics. Yeah. Like your aim spreads as you fire more and all that kind of stuff. But then the trouble I have is once you get to close range, for some reason I find it incredibly difficult to hit things at close range. Even when they're like point blank or when they're in melee, like bugs, and especially anything shorter than you where you have to aim downwards. I think it's just because of the way they animate. Like they, the, the anima- animations are quite quick. I can't hit shit when it's right next to me. So that's the only time I've been using VATS. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, it's not too close. Well, now I'll just VATS. Because <laughs> oh, I can't yeah. hit them otherwise. <laughs> Which is really strange, because like, the VAT system sort of faded into the background from how I played Fallout 4. Apart from, it's kind of important to use VAT because of the critical hits. Like, you, you, when you're shooting things in VATs, that builds up your critical hit bar. Oh, uh, uh, is, is that the same system as before? No, it's different. That's different, okay. Because critical hits used to be just random. Right. Like how critical hits are normally Tend are. to work, yeah. But in this, it's like you you build up the critical hit bar from using that, and then you store the critical, and uh, then you can trigger it, trigger it at any time. I want to say that some some game has done that mechanic before, Probably. exactly like that. Not any of the Fallout. <laughs> no, that sounds really familiar, though. I don't, can't explain why. But yeah, it's kind of important to have that when, you know, if a bear suddenly jumps you... It's nice to have a critical shotgun to the face and kill it in one shot. <laughs> and that's the problem. I Also, the other problem I've had with Fallout 4 is the difficulty is wildly all over the place because... Is it like zoned difficulty? Well, it's sort of zoned difficulty, but it's also like... My main problem with it is it's just not defined very well. Like, they say you start in like the northwest corner of the map... And it's like, supposedly the south is more difficult, but I've also, also been finding the east more difficult as well, so I think it's just like diagonally across the map just gets more difficult in general. But the trouble with that is that I've gone from, I've gone from, re- I'm playing on hard, and I've gone from like really struggling to being just fine in the northwest quadrant. Mm. But then I don't feel like it's a very smooth transition. It's like everywhere else I go, I seem to be get, get, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> right. And also the other problem with the difficulty is that it doesn't tell you how difficult the missions are and I'm pretty sure the missions are like fixed difficulty. Hmm. So if you are going through the main story it's like do I... Am I ready for this? Yeah, am I ready for this? And also because it's because it's the goddamn main story of an RPG type game where of course oh shit we have to save the world. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Just go do your own thing for several millions of hours. Yeah, yeah. It's a suicide mission. It's a race against time. Yep. It's a race against time. So, uh, yeah. Every time I've gone into one of the main mission, main story missions for that four, I felt incredibly underpowered. But the problem, I think, with that that might make this 
problem even worse is I get the feeling that because they've made the power armor a totally different system now, where you like climb into it, it's like a suit, it's like a mech almost. <laughs> you get into the power armor and, it, and it, you can equip different parts of the armor and even if it doesn't have any parts of the armor, the frame still works. So you, right, it right. like makes you stronger and stuff. Mm. So the trouble with that is because the power armor now is like climbing into a mech and it makes you incredibly powerful, I think they've had to balance for that. So you, you either have... If, you, if, you, if you're in an easy area, if you're not in power armor, it's fine. But if you are in the power armor, you just walk over everything. Yeah, right, but if you're yeah. in a hard area, if you're not in the power armor, you just die. And if you are in the power, power armor, it's fine. Okay. But there's no way to tell. <laughs> right, yeah. There's no way to tell whether you, whether you need the power armor. You, you don't area. know in advance whether or not you need to burn a fusion core or whatever. Yeah, to, to bring the power armor. And of course, you. then the emphasis... The, the problem I have with like systems like that, where it's like, oh, I'm going to need to burn fuel to use the armor here, is just like... You hoard it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the I, I'm never going to yeah. use the armor. Yeah, I'm the same. And also... It just, like, pigeonholes you into a way of playing. Like, the power armor is sort of inherently not as stealthy as oh, not sure. power armor. <laughs> well, that makes sense, given the design of the thing. I mean, you can still stealth to some extent. And I have, like, paint on my power armor that gives an agility bonus, which gives you a bonus to stealth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that, like, sort of helps. You've got a camo armor. No, it's, it's fucking flames. Okay. The flame armor gives you agility bonus. <laughs> right. So, yeah. It's weird. I like. I've. I think now that I've sort of cleared everything in the northwest corner of the map, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm just like, I just bring the power armor to the door of everywhere I'm going, and then get out and see if I can do it. And then if I can't, I just reload and do it with the power armor, hmm. which kind of sucks because then you're wasting a lot of time, like experimentally proving in to see whether you're going to die or not. Yeah. And also, I found... Do you reckon that would be like, just solved with a simple level indicator? Like, on Yeah, the well, for the missions, certainly. But like the different areas, I don't know if you can put level indicators on those. I mean, I assume a lot of it still scales like it used to in Skyrim and stuff. Mm. But it just well, yeah, Skyrim was just all scaling, wasn't it? Like, well, there were still some fixed level stuff in Skyrim. Okay. Certain bosses and stuff. Which sucked in Skyrim for that reason. Because it's like you thought everything was going to be scaling. But then you'd come to a boss who's like, no, this guy's just way higher level than you would kill you instantly. <laughs> but overall, you've, you've done like a rub review of this. Wait, right? wait, you've, you've, gone, you've gone negative. There's one more thing I have to say about okay. the weird balance of Fallout 4 is they maybe need to think rebalance their legendary weapons. Because like the legendary weapons have special bonuses that you can't get any other way. Which are like, cool. A bit like some of the Borderlands guns. Yeah. Right? Which are cool, and like a lot of them aren't that useful, and some of them are. And the, I prefer the armor ones, where it's like I've got legendary parts of armor, where it's like, oh, this one gives me a bonus to the vats, and this one gives me a bonus to, you know, fall damage. <laughs> well, I haven't okay. used any of those, but <laughs> but the trouble is, I found a gun that has a twenty percent chance on hit to cripple legs, and crippling legs normally is like a good tactic for fighting fast-moving enemies or enemies that are melee. You just cripple them, and then they can't get to you as quickly. Yeah. But the trouble is, in in the normal flow of the game, it takes quite a lot of damage to cripple a limb. Even with like a shotgun, you have to unload several rounds or whatever into into a limb to actually get it to cripple and use all your vats or whatever. And that can be quite difficult. But with this gun that has just a twenty percent chance to cripple, it's just like a regular ten millimeter pistol. So you just aim anywhere at this enemy, particularly like the giant enemies, like death claws and behemoths and stuff. You just unload a clip into them and they just fall over. <laughs> and it's like, it's incredibly overpowered. Also, because now in Fallout 4, when you fully cripple both their legs, 
it is a full cripple and they just can't move so they just lie there huh. <laughs> they don't like stagger really slowly towards you or anything they're just completely stationary on the floor and then you just shoot them with whatever the fuck gun you want because <laughs> they can't do anything because it's sort of permanent as well like, yeah like, they don't recover okay so it's that gun that 20% bonus to cripple no matter what gun you have it on just take one of those with you and it's the ultimate get out of jail free card for anything like death balls you just go I'm just going to unload a clip of this into you and it's going to do no damage but that doesn't matter because then you'll be on the floor and I can just shoot you with a million shitty bullets and eventually you'll die cheap so yeah that maybe is a bit overpowered well people are saying that about the cryo gun as well if you get that like, well the trouble with that gun it is the it... classic thing where it freezes something and then you just have to shatter it well yeah you know, well the trouble with that is it uses a specific type of ammo Oh, okay. So that's a little rare. Yeah. You've got light ammo. I don't, I don't even know if you can get more ammo for that. I mean, I assume you can because people seem to be using it quite a lot. Mm. There was that glitch discovered where you yeah, get it get right it really, at the start of the game. Really early. <laughs> yes, I heard about that. This is just stupid. There's been loads of... Like, people have discovered glitches for um, traders as well. Well, there's always... The... Where you can basically jip them to get infinite bottle caps from them. Well, I've, I've discovered a thing that I, I've... I think I saw someone mention, but I didn't actually read the whole topic about it. But it seems like if you, because a lot of this is a weird balancing issue that they've had for between hacking and lockpicking, where a lot of the safe, safes in the game are linked to computers. So yeah. if you don't have the lockpicking seal, you can hack the computer and open the safe anyway. Uh, yes, I heard about this as well. Yeah, but but the trouble with that is in those computer terminals, you can just relock the safe. So if you lockpick the safe. Goes to the terminal, relock the safe, lock the safe again. You just keep getting experience. <laughs> it's oh, a really okay. dumb way to grade experience. Oh, but... <laughs> no, okay, that's not what I thought it was. Because I heard that the, like the algorithm they use to um, to do those hacking games or some of the hacking games, you know, someone cracked it basically. Well, yeah, it's not like it's hacking. not even a complicated game anyway. Okay, I, I think really because in both the trees, you like the perk trees for the for the hacking and lock picking. You level up so you can access more advanced levels, like the advanced terminal, then the expert terminal, then the master terminal. And the last level of those, the bonus level, if you choose to go to the maximum level of these perks, is like, on lock picking, it's like your bobby pins never break, which mm. is irrelevant because you have so many fucking bobby pins. <laughs> and on the terminal, it's like, you never get locked out if you fail, which is also irrelevant. It only it, takes 10 yeah, seconds to <laughs> it, it just resets after 10 seconds. So what I think those top perks really should be is you could just skip all the community games. Because <laughs> yes. if you've spent the perk points to get all the way to maximum level, just let you skip it because it's not difficult to do those games at all. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, that would make much more sense. That's kind of what top level for those things should really be in the majority of games, right? Not just this case. It's just like if the mini games are annoying and in the way and you're not enjoying them, then you should have the option to perk them out. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing we should mention about Fallout 4, which we haven't, is the UI. It's still not great. Yeah, <laughs> and they how, still haven't learned. I think you, it's all right playing, for console. I was about to say, are you playing keyboard mouse or are you playing controller? Yeah, I'm or? playing keyboard mouse. Okay. It works all right on I mean, console it's, it's what I've got. better than Skyrim. <laughs> the trouble is they've still got alphabetical lists of everything in your inventory. And there's sorting options. You can be like, oh, sort it by weight, see what's heavy so I can get rid of that first. And you can page through and have like, this is the page with only weapons and this is the page with only armor. But that's still not enough. I've still got ridiculous lists of stuff <laughs> to scroll through, particularly when you've got a bunch of junk hmm. that you're having to haul around to build your sentence and stuff. Page up, page down. <laughs> oh, and also one more UI bug that I can't understand, which is really dumb. And I only discovered it after the second time it happened, which really sucks because I wanted to see what happened the first time. Was when you go into a terminal and it brings up a page of text, 
mostly normally just flavor text, obviously, because there's not most, yeah. mostly not much important on those serials. But if it brings up a full page of text, the bottom of the screen where it tells you what controls you can use in the screen, there's tab to go back to quit the screen, and sometimes there's R to load a holotape, and then if there's anything functional on that screen, there's like E to activate it. What it doesn't tell you is there's a secret control... To scroll it. Yeah, because when it brings up a full page, you have to push return and only return. That's the only thing that will go to the next page of text. Weird. And that's doubly annoying, because when there's a full page of text, if you roll the scroll wheel, it scrolls up and down like half a line, but doesn't go onto the next page. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, that is super dumb. I remember hearing about that one. I think it's just like... It must just be that in the game programming, it's just like a text box. And when it's got a full page of text, that's why it like creates an invisible scroll bar. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't, that's not how the game works. They shouldn't disable the ability to scroll at all because it makes you think you can scroll, but you can't. You have to push this specific other button. They've just got the sizing subtly wrong. <laughs> yeah. Which like how like, uh, you know, some of the gun, like customized guns, you know, create names that are longer than any of the UI space allows. So you never see the full name. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Oh, that's the important thing about customised guns. Rename your guns. <laughs> yes. Put numbers at the start of your customised gun names. Oh, always at the top of the list. That's genius. <laughs> ah. Problem solved. Never accidentally throw away the gun that you're using because it will have a number in front of it. That's genius. Good idea. Well, couldn't they have solved that with just like having a favourite button? Like, board well, button? you have favourites, yeah, but yeah. that's a different... That's an icon at the end of the name. Right. So it's not yeah. as obvious, obvious. And it doesn't sort the list by your favourites. Well, yeah, that's that's precise. In which case, what is the point in favouriting, right? Well, you it's, it's, like, you can it goes into your quick access menu. Okay. Or the number keys if you're playing on but keyboard. You should always be able to sort by favourites. That's the whole... That's yeah. one of the main points. Borderlands got that right. Yeah. Guys, look at Borderlands. But there needs to be more options to, like, dump everything out of your inventory, but not things that you don't want to dump. Because you can dump all junk, and that's fine, but not any of the other things. Like, not dump all armour that I'm not wearing, for example. Yeah. <laughs> Always be dumping. Uh, Summarise it, Zach. We're running super long. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> if you like Skyrim or Fallout 3, it's like a better version of those. Yeah, I, I haven't played it myself yet, but I've been watching my girlfriend play it, and I'm actually quite looking forward to giving it a go myself. Yeah, which I didn't think I was ever going to say about Fallout. No, I've never played any of them, to be honest. So I'm... I played Skyrim, and I was like, oh, because I always thought Fallout was different for some well, reason. Because it was until three. Yeah, but now having seen Fallout Four, like I saw a lot of people playing it, read a lot about it, and I was like, actually, this looks really cool. So I went and picked a couple up. Reskin of reskin of Skyrim. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I thought I'd give it a go. Yeah, it's fine. It's all fine. So I'm looking forward to playing it. Very quickly, just to wrap up, if you got anything... Well, not wrap up, there was one other thing I was going to get to, but... Uh, we like, played Rocket League. We've been playing Rocket League, the mutator mode is kind of a fun distraction. Oh, they actually added a mutator mode now? Yeah, there's things like Moon Ball, which like, makes everything like super low gravity, oh, and, awesome. like, and Beach Ball mode, and Time Warp mode, which makes everything slow down as people get near the ball, and uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's bizarre. It's a fun distraction, but ultimately the base game is still the way to play that. You know, it's 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 neat to do these things and see that you can. And to be honest, like when I, when I was mucking around with them, setting boost mode to ten times the effect is pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, you can do all kinds of crazy maneuvers <laughs> with that turned on. And then the next update for Rocket League will have a non-standard arena. Yeah, oh, sounds cool. They actually did what we were hoping they were going to do. Make it a little more interesting. But yeah, it's one from the old game. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. <laughs> But, you know, as, as we discovered very quickly, we played, like, a couple of rounds of the loop and we were just like, oh, the base game, man. The base game still likes <laughs> well, it. Let's do that. The main problem with the mutator mode is that 
one or two of them make the matches last forever because no one can score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the beach ball mode is so hard to score. So it just goes into overtime and then you're like, oh, well, this match is going on for 15 fucking minutes because no one can actually get the ball into the goal. Or even pinball mode, man. Well, no, pinball mode you score quite a lot because it just bounces around. Yeah, I guess, I guess it, yeah, I guess it's just random. But <laughs> Moon ball is quite difficult to score as well. Cube mode is pretty difficult, too. Uh, well, that has the random bounce effect yeah. as well because it's a cube. <laughs> That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fun that they did it. Because um, I remember them saying they weren't going to do it. Yeah, it was like they weren't going to make different shaped maps. Well, that was kind of the it. whole point in this version of the game, right? And the whole point they made Rocket League over the last game is because they thought that that was the problem. And turns out it kind of was in a way. Yeah. Like you know, they weren't wrong. I still think the base. I think the thing is the base game is so solid that it's always going to have its place no matter what they do. Yeah. Um, but you know. If it draws players back in for a bit, I mean, the question know, there's nothing be, wrong with these ideas. The question is, is like they they're going to put that new map into the normal map rotation. Oh, are they? Well, that's what it seems to suggest. Oh, and I, mean, I mean, if it's just one map, well, it's the fact that they were calling it non-standard that made me think, like, oh, perhaps it's going to be a different, yeah, a different playlist. But the, or... the trouble is, there's only one of them, so you can't really yeah. make a rotation of that one map. Mm. I mean, not that the map matters. Well, as long as they like have like styling, a, I mean, as long as they keep a core set of playlists. Like, so if you don't want that, yeah, I don't think they will though, because this. I mean, maybe for ranked, yeah, they'll keep that map out of it. Yeah, that's probably fine. Like, as long as ranked is like the core game, I guess, because like, that that doesn't sound like that doesn't really have a place for the others. I suppose unless they make a ranked playlist that does start including just a single ranked list for like all the crazy stuff. Yeah, but, possibly. But since there's only one at the moment, that that you know they can't really do that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe in time we'll get there. Team Raider, what's it like? Uh, if you like the first one, <laughs> the <laughs> second one that. is more of that, but better, and it's actually freaking awesome. I'm enjoying okay. it a lot. Well, yeah, there's really... more tombs, right? <laughs> there are more tombs, but again, they're completely optional. So, yeah, because I really enjoyed the first one. The story was garbage, but I thought it was fun. To yeah, play. the story is always shit in those games, but it's yeah. really good fun. Yeah. And the graphics are fucking amazing. Really? Like seriously, yeah, it's a really, really good looking game. Oh, awesome! I didn't expect because you know I came away from the EGX demo thinking, yeah, this is all right, but purely thinking this is all right, you know, from that that bit that we played is literally right at the start of the game. How oh, is it? Okay, so probably not the best. Uh, I guess example of where the game goes or how it Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, it's really good. I'm enjoying it a lot. Again, it has the same old problem that all open world ish games have, which is basically collect all the shit <laughs> which I can't fucking stand in all these games. You know what I'm getting I think I said this last week when we last episode when we talked about Halo 5's campaign. I'm getting fed up of collectibles for the sake of collectibles. Yeah, that's like, what this has. Like the original had a lot of them. Yeah. And this one has even more of them. Yeah, collectibles that do nothing. I mean at least in in a weird way in, in the first Tomb Raider game the backstory of the, like attached to yeah, the items there's a, there's was more interesting than the main bloody story. Yeah. But but still I yeah, I I kind of I'm getting fed up with this trend. I'm, I'm yeah. done with it. Yeah, there's a, there's hundreds and hundreds of them in this game. <laughs> and a, a lot of them are actually... Well, you have to get them to some degree. Because you, I don't know if you know much about the new one, but there's um, like a language system. And you have, to oh, level up, you have to level up your ability to read different languages. Huh. And you do that by finding these collectibles. And... That reminds me of the... Isn't that, didn't Final Fantasy X have a system like that? We had to like find runes that let you um, get better at. Um, I forget what the language is called, like Geft or something weird like that. That had a bizarre name. 
that let you speak this like de- decode this other language like one letter at a time. I don't know if they actually did it, but I think there was theoretic that was theoretically going to be in Warcraft at one point, World of Warcraft. Yeah, really. Like they were going to have it so that the Horde and Alliance can understand each other. Oh no, they did do that for a bit. Yeah, I thought they did. They did I do that. Whether yeah. that stuck I, around? I, no, I think that's gone now because that that's where Kek came from, right? Because that was the translation of LOL. <laughs> like it turned it into K E K. Kek. <laughs> yeah, so it's. Again, but a lot of that language stuff is completely optional anyway, so you don't have to collect anything, really. Mm. But there are certain things you do want to collect, like the locked cases, because they give you new weapon parts. Oh, okay, stuff. cool. But, yeah, yeah, other than all the hundreds and hundreds of collectibles, it's quite a good game. I mean, like, I've nearly finished the story now. I'm, like, on the last mission or two, and I've still only done, like, 50% of the overall completion. Oh, blimey. Because yeah. there's so many collectibles. Yeah, see, I'm not so sure that's a that's a good thing. No, I, I don't like the yeah. collectible. It's just cheap content. In yeah, my opinion. it is. It's padding. They could, I'd rather have more tombs, challenge tombs, as they call them. Yeah, well, you know what? I, would, I wouldn't even care if they just didn't put those collectibles in, right? And the game felt yeah. smaller as a, as a result. I'm not sure I mind as long as that's because you don't. There's no. I'm a big fan there's of. There's no nice skill f- involved in finding and collecting things. No, you're just it's just filler. the environment and just trouncing around like yeah it really bothers me like you're just wandering around for the sake of wandering around and that's no fun yeah exactly i'm a big fan of a nice focused experience and if that means getting rid of collectibles bring it on because every game has it halo has collectibles you know what's kind of gears of war's fault isn't it when you think about it because that kind of introduced the whole dog tags thing right or cog tags yeah i think cod did it as well first didn't it Oh, it might have done with the uh, the intelligence yeah yeah those sort of era games are to blame for this and it's just pointless. It's all pointless. It's pointless. It's no fun. Pointless in Fallout 4. Pick up you know, literally everything. Yeah, Fallout 4 is like... But, that's <laughs> but then you have encumbrance. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the opposite problem. You pick up too much stuff. You know what? The only time I'm okay with that is when it leads... Like, hidden... I'm okay with hidden stuff. I'm okay with Easter eggs. As long as they're sort of fun, weird things you find in the world. Like, you know, the imp, the, uh, the ape family in Halo 3 or the, the hidden giant island shaped like Master Chief's head or the ability to get the scorpion gun or something in Halo 2 yeah you know stuff scarab like gun. the scarab gun yeah that's it like stuff like that is fun I'm okay with that level of crazy but that's more like just secrets than yeah exactly it's or the not rex, the sword, that kind of stuff I think that's one of the things that Fallout actually does really well is like stuff that's not part of any there's there's a lot of things in the world that aren't a map icon Hmm. Like you'll just find a, like a little random Fallout shelter yeah. or whatever, and it's like this has this has a little mini bit of story attached to it, but not really because it's not expressed in any way. It's just no. like oh, here's this scene, discoverable shit, yeah. and it seems like the Easter egg, the the big Easter egg of Fallout Four is teddy bears. Every, oh, everywhere yes. I've gone, there's always here's the randomly posed teddy bear that's wearing a hat and reading a newspaper or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make a gun out of teddy bears at one point? Well, you can use the jump gun to fire whatever the fuck you want. Oh, okay. yeah. That must, that must be what that was then. I, I saw, like, there was a gif going around at one point of uh, someone loading a teddy bear into a gun and just doing a vat's headshot against someone. <laughs> yeah, naturally. <laughs> That's amazing. It's weird how you find the junk cannon in a mission. I think they've done that deliberately. All the special, all the weapons that used to be sort of semi-secret crafting, you now just get them as part of missions. The junk gun... Obviously, the cryolator is linked to the start of the game. There's the railway rifle I haven't found yet, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be in a mission. Uh, there's another one. What was the other one? The syringe gun. I found, <laughs> right. I found in a mission. 
Which is sort of sort of a shame because those weird guns, like the junk cannon, were why you collected stuff in Fallout Three because mm. you needed the specific junk item parts to make those guns. Right, I see. Whereas now the crafting of guns is sort of more generic. The only it really it's weird because the only sort of sort of junk gun you make now is the pipe rifle, which is the very generic yeah. basic gun that you get. And the only reason it's like. The reason it seems like junky is because it's all rusty. So it all the other like, guns aren't rusty. So the 10mm pistols are still pretty shiny. So it doesn't feel like you're just bolting random bits of a cooker onto a gun no. to make it a flaming version of it. No. Like. I mean, it's like you can make... When you make a suppressor for like a 10mm pistol, it just looks like a normal suppressor. Even the junk gun is like... It's a circular cylinder that sticks on the front of the gun. It just looks a bit more rusty. <laughs> so everything's too well machined, is what you mean. Like yeah. More, more too much like guns. Whereas the whereas I feel like the settlement building in Fallout 4 is like the opposite problem. Everything feels too junky. Yeah. Have people lost the ability to cut a straight plank of wood? <laughs> but craft an incredibly elaborate gun. Yeah, it does seem a bit weird in that sense. Like, yeah, you can't build anything nice. <laughs> no. It's all really horrible. <laughs> well, maybe you can craft something nice because there's... You can you can find... You can find magazines things, that unlock yeah. more stuff you can build. I finally... I eventually found the one for white picket fences so you can use oh, the same cool. fences that you get in that starting town which is nice. They're better than the wire fences. Yeah. Alright, Kips. Let's wrap this up. Let's, oh. hear, let's hear your quick thoughts about Game of the Year stuff. Any any um, any sort of picks at all? Any any weird things that stand out for you for the year? Well, before... Just one quick thing before that. <laughs> just to say that I've been playing rhythm this, games on the Vita. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Um, including one that just came out yesterday, which is Zonic. Which, um, I, which I've played. Which is... Which is awesome. It's so if you have a, if you have a Vita and you like rhythm games, definitely go pick that up because it's really really good. It's, it's, it's pretty good. It's it, like it's like a Japanese arcade rhythm game and it's awesome. It kind of fucked with my mind. Yeah. So if you're into that, pick that up. Um, but game of the year stuff, damn. Um, I don't know really. Nothing at all. <laughs> no. Shall I read you my like? Yeah, this, give us some hints. Is this the short list of like what categories we're thinking of this thus far? Yeah. Like okay, so obviously there's the 2015 game of the year. There's the, uh, the there's the 2014 game that we caught up with, award, <laughs> right? Um, which we always do. Um, there's the uh, I'm adding an older discovered category, like our game that we just <laughs> figured out. Well, so even longer ago than 2014. Yeah, because like it, it, because we keep a. Uh, you know, we don't, it's impossible for us to keep up as we as as we are. So you know, I thought maybe we should go back and do. Uh, you know, well, for that good, would be good. Counter Strike for me. I get, well, yeah, I, yeah, so. I guess because that's yeah. been out a while. That's true. I guess I only stumbled upon that this year, so that's that's valid. Uh, what else we got? We've got the uh, we. Uh, this is mainly my category, but the best trailer because the trailer stuff is like those are always sometimes really elaborate and nothing to do with the game. Mm. Um, uh, notable games we didn't play is obviously just like that's like just checking off the list of stuff we're not going to properly talk about. Um, uh, worst audio thing is my favorite, and the coolest audio thing that isn't music. Oh, the coolest um, audio thing for me has got to be those freaking grenades in Battlefront. Um, the thermal detonators oh, or whatever they're called right, yeah. they had the fucking best sound ever it's like and it's just like a massive explosion it sounds so awesome okay I, I can't remember that from my time but uh, I will note that down because I think last year we gave it to the um, plasma pea 
from Plants vs. Zombies. Well, you did. Oh, there, that sounds fucking awesome. That noise is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the whole build-up, oh, the, so the whole good. combination of every part. It's the fact that when it fired, you then got that little it's echo so fucking noise. fucking bassy as well. So, so, and then you got that sort of weird, wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it was awesome. That was What a great amazing. noise. Like, totally out of place for the rest of that game, but it's like, it's an amazing sound. I think one of the funniest and most out of place things that's in a game this year has got to be the stupid uh, emote that they put in Battlefront if you bought the deluxe version. Oh, the fist bump! No, no, no. That's that's but part of the normal. Is that game. in the game? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's called something like the Ion, the Ion um, Shock or something. Mm. And basically, it makes everyone go, <laughs> and everyone's just going around going. <laughs> it's so <laughs> random and funny. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone keeps doing that on Battlefront at the moment it's pretty casually okay uh, other categories best original music as in unlicensed oh, written God. for the game um, worst trend of 2015 well, which, which sometimes we sort of fact we, we, we that category often manipulates into like in what we mean yeah, that can change. Mm. Uh, most surprise, as in not the best surprise, just the thing that came out of left field and was just like, what the fuck? And it's been a good year for that, in fairness. Thumper for me, probably. Yeah, biggest disappointment, as in games we were looking forward to that sort of just didn't work. Uh, baffling decision, slash dumbest thing, slash hottest mess, slash biggest what the fuck in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that's uh, aesthetic graphics, best technical graphics. Best online experience, uh, best game that hasn't actually come out yet, um, and finally the game of year. Uh, well, Battlefront wins all the graphics ones. Let's just <laughs> close that one off straight away. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a good chance of that. Although the don't forget the order came out this year, which is a pretty good looking. Yeah, game. but it's running in letterbox and sure. I mean, yeah, it has problems. We'll discuss all that. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh... And none of us have actually played it. No, that, that, <laughs> that is the big problem. I mean, this is the thing. Well, some of them you can you can argue for them, like graphics and stuff, as long as you've seen them, you know, right? Yeah, like, I guess. But I always find that seeing, watching someone play it, like a video, mm. and then actually playing it myself. Oh, no, you definitely have to sit, have to have seen it in person. Yeah. yeah. For, it to, for it to count for us. Although that's not strictly true. We have put like aesthetic lists in there before. It's like, this looks really pretty. Well, it's because aesthetic is different to technical. Yeah. Sometimes you can get away with just seeing it in videos. Yes. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm working on at the moment. Hmm. And any other shouts? Um, I can't think of it. I'm sure I'll think of some weird ones in between. Yeah. All right. Well, that to come. We'll have the Kippers as a like, bonus round or something. Maybe I should add that as a category. The Kippers bonus round. <laughs> We've only got, we got like two more podcasts until the, the game year. Or one, depending on when we actually decided it. Yeah, two or, two or three, maybe. Yeah. Depends when Dan's about, as always. Well, yep. When did that stupid puzzle game, Numa or whatever it was, come out? Oh, I don't know, actually. Because that was fucking... Um, That's a weird game, that is. I didn't, it, I, didn't, I, sh- I didn't talk about it, but yeah, I played through that as well. That's a weird game. It was all right, but the problem with it was it was so pretentious. It's just yes. like, oh. it is. It, 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 its ass is thoroughly surrounding its own head. <laughs> it's just like, why? Why can't it just be a fun puzzle game? <laughs> <laughs> because that's how you do puzzle games now. You have to have a narrator that is... I mean, I liked it, but it was just like the end of it was just like, oh great, yeah, cheers for that, yeah, <laughs> yes, no spoilers, but boy, that end of that, the end of that game is just like, yeah, fuck you, yeah. <laughs> 
can't believe you just did that. Yeah, it's so stupid. Although that, that last section is kind of interesting. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. I won't spoil it. <laughs> well, this has been the Happy Salad Podcast. It sure has. It's been a lot of podcasts. God damn it. How did we do this? We need to peat. Oh and this God, is, this is only like half the games I've played in this last two weeks. Because, yeah. been, because like seven games or something came out in the last two weeks or six games. Yeah, busy, busy just, season. Just Cause free. It's coming up. Oh, I'm not, I'm not even going to buy that. I've got too many fucking <laughs> games. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I might have to actually try and tear myself away from Halo 5 and buy something new, man. Because it's just like, oh, I'm playing too much Halo. But like, I, I, I haven't played need to that do... in ages and I want to play it, but there's just too many other fucking games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I probably, sorry, I'm, I'm torn. Like, do I go into Metal Gear? Do I go Super Mario Maker? Do I go Witcher? Do I try something like that? Like, do I play more Dirt Rally if that actually ends up going version one? Yeah, it should do next week probably. Yeah, there's a lot on. It's a busy year. It's a good year for one. For yeah, one. I guess it's been a while. Right, better than the last couple. Say bye bye. That's for sure. Say bye bye. Is that your squid impression? <laughs> <laughs> Turn that internet off. It's going. Quack. <laughs>